The following Patreon donors have been selected to survive Ragnarok. Case, Jamas Enright, Nadine Isabel, Matt Lowry, Warren Cummings, Michael Merwin, Matthias Pills, Ken Doyle, and Matthew George. It is up to you to decide what you do with your new lease on life. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of The Howling North. We are a fandible actual play podcast set in the savage world of Hellfrost, a realm of ice and snow where once shining kingdoms lay buried beneath the infernal cold. In this land of endless winter, three sparks burn against the frozen tempest. Our heroes, the god-blooded, if this is your first time joining us, we welcome you. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Now we return to our tale and to the Howling North. Goodbye. We we're all stoic and, you know, kind yeah. of flexing with our, our weapons. <laughs> and then we'd like turn around and have a huddle like, we need food or we're going to die. <laughs> Listen, every time I wash, more blood just appears on me. It's the way it happens. We should talk about that. <laughs> you find yourself skidding to a halt at the carnage that you see before you. I will murder every single member of House Orknos. All of them will die for what happened here. First thing we need to do is get rid of the rest of the traps. And I reach for her sword. All right. This is Tex, the intern again. And mm. we are going to jump right back into the Howling North. Um, that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I waited a few weeks just so you get the vibe, but... You know, actually, someone made an excellent comment. Jesus... If you can grab your character sheet and just add coffee to the inventory. Oh. Whoever said that, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I have an axe. <laughs> Actually, if you could go ahead and take the axe <laughs> off your inventory, <laughs> replace it with the coffee. Bad news about the axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're jumping back in. Yay. Right into the aftermath of the battle at the lodge. So... Once again, silence has fallen over the frozen lake, but there is nothing peaceful in this landscape. Already the stench of death reaches your nostrils, undernoting the sharp smell of spruce and pine. Half a dozen corpses lay scattered in the snow. One of Astrid's troop, the haft of a throwing axe still jutting from his skull. Several wild men dressed in wolves' pelts, their shirtless bodies gashed, bloody, and stuck with arrows. And finally, the massive, headless bulk that was Fourclaws. Hovering over the Valgor's body and from his cleaved head, a ghostly vapor rises up from the ice where this champion of House Urknos met his end. His body and head rest in great red pools, the same god-touched blood that runs in your own veins. And now, with the fight over, you feel that blood beating in your ears, coursing through your exhausted limbs against the creeping, raw cold of the night air. Under your layers of armor and fur, you feel your skin go clammy as your sweat begins to freeze. 
You can also feel the weight and the heft of your weapons and armor. And for some of you, the droplets of fresh blood drying and freezing into clumps in your beard and hair. Particularly for Hrim and Grimstead, you also feel a desperate thirst for ale. So much ale. Mm-hmm. And finally, <clears throat> uh, with the quiet comes the awareness of your smallness under the moon and the enormity of the wilderness surrounding you in this enemy kingdom. All right, so with four claws felled, it is just the three of you, Astrid, and Astrid's one remaining member of her warband out on the ice. Um, how are Grimstead, how are you responding in the immediate wake of this, this duel that you didn't expect to survive? When I was, uh, when Grimstead was, in, was clearly in sight of the, the tribesman from House Urknos, he was grandstanding. He was yelling about how he killed four claws. But as soon as they moved out of sight, he was, he became suddenly silent for a few, for a minute or two. And he goes, I should be dead. I've been saying that for years. Well, you're welcome for the assistance. You fought admirably. Not as well as perhaps I would, but admirably. Yeah. Thank you for your uh, jibes. That really, you, I could tell that really affected him. I, I like to think that it was, uh, he was nervous that I had my bow trained on him the whole time. Clearly <laughs> uh, had him off his game. No, it, no, it was definitely that such a large bear had such thin skin. <laughs> that was clever, says Astrid, mm-hmm. looking at you, Dave. Distracting him. Four Claws hasn't been in a battle in a long time. He was, I'm sure yeah. he's not used to being caught at from the sidelines. Yeah. Urknos has a lot of honor, but like you said, he's been out of battle for some time. Which explained his lack of skill in the battle. I'm not arrogant enough to believe that I could have faced him fairly. Without the aid of my ally and the fact that he hasn't fought for so long. That was quite fair. He simply did not bring a scald with him. (laughs) Valid point. (laughs) His mistake. (laughs) Now, we need to find the rest of my men. And as she says that, uh, Mm. you folks remember that uh, prior to the attack, the ambush by uh, Urknos, that there were... Sightings of a bear reported in uh, a village not too far from your current location. And originally, if you remember, Astrid had proposed that she herself was going to lead the rest of her band to go investigate. Um, luckily, uh, Hrim and <laughs> Belgian, <laughs> with your uh, threatened games of archery, <laughs> convinced her to stay. Mm-hmm. You may reflect on how the... Uh, the outcome of that ambush might have gone very differently if it had just been the three of you and Henrik mm-hmm. when uh, the Berserkers and Forklaws yeah. no, no bear had gone. No, no, no different. Same outcome. No, no, Identical. Um, might have used a couple more arrows, so right. that's about it. You know. <laughs> um, so, uh, n- now it's just Astrid and the one remaining warrior, and but the, the bulk of the, the warrior's that originally accosted all three of you from your homes and communities and uh, brought you to these Northlands, they went off to the west to investigate. 
this bear sighting. Whereas all of you are like, could have just stayed around if you wanted to see a bear. <laughs> there was one right there. It was just kind of big. Yeah, I, I big believe bear. we've solved the mystery of the bear. <laughs> Good on us. So what now? We need to find my men. Figure out what happened to them. The village is about ten rost from here. Mm-hmm. Rost, by the way, it, it's about a mile. It literally means, like, a rest. Yeah. The, amount, the amount of distance you would take before you took a short rest. Okay. It's about a mile. Rost. Oh, uh, I make sure to loot four claws and body for anything. Nice. Yes, so let's get to this to the looting situation. So, okay, sweet. Uh, when you... we talk about corpses, the spoils are relatively plentiful. You, you know, pel- pelts, hides, not a ton of supplies on the wild men. Um, the group of you, since all of you have been in battle with the Urknos, um, or in proximity to battles against the Urknos, you know, they probably would have stored most of their su- the supplies that they carried into the woods at a nearby cache before they staged the ambush. Mm-hmm. You don't typically go running into battle with like a knapsack, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're, your yep. cooking pots and things like that. <laughs> yep. Um, and since a group of the wild men were allowed to leave after the outcome of the duel, the duel on the ice, that cache has now probably been emptied. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are plentiful knives, say axes, the yep. sort of long, mm-hmm. long bladed knives, um, the bowie knife of the Vikings, I like to think of it as, mm-hmm. uh, hand axes, long axes, a bow and, and extra arrows. Sweet. Um, Four claws, great axe, uh, mm-hmm. and his uh, the the bear pelt that he is shrouded in the, from a massive bear. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that, then of course uh, that pelt is mine. I'm gonna put it on. Great, just yeah. see if it fits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it definitely does not. But you can <laughs> you can indeed claim it. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll claim it. Um, you look like a bearded toddler. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, and I guess this has pretty much been non-stop since, since the first game it is covered in blood, as oh. are you. But oh, okay. I think that's been it, the case since you boarded the ship. I'm always shocked if I'm not you covered have been in blood. Cut, right, because you were in a bear fight when they <laughs> yeah. found you. Yeah, I'm going to say that covered in blood and is a you natural got in, state. And then you got into a brawl, <laughs> and then you were aboard the ship. So maybe some ocean wind cleared a little <laughs> bit off, only you know just long enough for you to find another opportunity to yep, yeah. be covered in blood. Because yeah, I, you're like the Countess... With Bathory, who was the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. that's, um, that's, that's yeah. So yeah, yeah. bloody bloody bear pelt is yours. Uh, mm-hmm. Yours now. In in terms of scavenging, one note: um, any dead warriors, according to your local, you know, your religion, yeah, cannot bad. enter Valhalla. Oh, uh, without a weapon in their hand. Ah, uh, okay. So for those seeking glory, stripping all weapons from the dead is no way to win it. So All right. that's something to consider. Okay, uh, so I'm partially joking about the bear pelt because there's no way it could fit me, and it, it was part can, of his. No, you can take the bear pelt. Oh, it's fine. But okay. it's it's uh, most you, important that you can, you can have you can have you, someone hem it in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Valhalla, mm-hmm. you, you know, the Hall of Halls, Hall of the Gods. The whole point of being there, other than drinking endless mead, is to be sort of join the army of the gods, right? Mm-hmm. You, that, you don't definitely bad form to, to show up yep. empty-handed, right? Yeah. So, which, which is why great named warriors are bar- you know buried in burial mounds, or depending on different practices of the different ho- houses, you know, immolated, but with their war gear. Often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
leaving certain ancestral gear with the dead is considered, you know, a respectful um, way to treat the fallen, but, you know, something like a, a, a pelt you could take. Can I safely assume the people from House Earthnaus might return if we leave? Like, like if we leave to the village and they come back to maybe collect the bodies themselves or anything? I, I would say it's a open quest. Well, roll smarts. Uh, that's a mistake. But... <laughs> At least you get your wild back. Uh, four. I make it. All right. Oh, you re-roll on a four. Hmm? Oh, right. Yeah. Either way, either way, you made it. Yeah, seven. So, uh, in, in in the aftermath of the battle fury, it, it strikes you again. You don't know what House Arknos is going to do next. You're still unclear on why you're ambushed. The long uh, tirade of conspiracies that Henrik, you know, laid bare. Um, and you don't know how many more are out there, whether four claws being felled was the end of it or just the beginning. So, uh, as, you know, as, as you sort of stalk around, uh, sinking, uh, Grim says, sinking into a, mm. uh, a darker place. You're also suddenly struck with fresh quest questions about whether this battle is actually over or mm. has just begun, which only adds to a certain a certain heightened vigilance mm-hmm. in the silence of the night. All right, I leave his great axe on him. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to drag all the bodies that are in, mostly in one piece to the Lodge, the burnt out lodge, and I'm gonna leave them there with their weapons, so that if the Urknots come back, they can collect. That's what I'm doing. Uh, text does. Uh, do the beastmen have multiple weapons on them? Yeah, almost all. All of them do. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and actually, can you roll smarts as well? Yes, Dave. But pretty much all of them have multiple hand axes. What? Nice Knives. Okay. Yeah, because because uh, an opening volley of long range thrown weapons is seems like the de facto way to say hello mm-hmm. in a combat. And as it is right now, I've got the spear. Hmm. Um, so that would be an intelligence roll. Let's go to the board, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a d6. Hey, look at that. That's mm-hmm. been a few points. That's a four. All right. Speaking of the wild men, you suddenly remember you left one alive. And he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. The one that you interrogated and then knocked unconscious? Yep. Hmm. I, I'm, like, picking up a body of a, of a dead beast man and I drop him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had a... We we had a prisoner. Had? Well, he was sleeping. You didn't kill him? No, he answered our questions. And we're going to use him as a method of inquiry later. Which way did he go? The tracks? Um, The tracks go west. You do not need survival yeah. to ascertain that. He wasn't Grim? particularly stealthy. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally... I mean, you can see the scattering of snow, his own blood from where you you fish hooked him, yep. and then from your uh, struggle, 
the imprint of his body in the snow as he fe- as he was knocked unconscious, and then the sort of scrabbling as he got up and Mike scampered away. If he's running now, there's no way I can catch him. One of you must run after him, dragging the body, dragging the body. Rim. He went in the yep. same. He went in the same direction as my men. Ah, well then, that's convenient. Uh, All right. Well, uh, text convenient, so- perhaps, but also worrying. Mm-hmm. We don't know how fractured the piece has become. So you're saying it's possible House Erknos might be an open revolt? I don't think Four Claws would be leading a rebellion. Mm. And uh, that word, rebellion, sort of strikes a sour chord with the three of you, mm-hmm. even, even revolt. You know, warfare between the three houses has been more or less commonplace since you were yep. infants. Yep. Uh, but no one house has ever claimed sovereignty, mm-hmm. right? There's certainly there's betrayals, treaties, um, you know, all manner of court craft the and, good stuff and plotting. Yep. But the idea, the very idea of rebellion and of a sovereign hegemonic house, mm-hmm. uh, sort of gives you guys, uh, creates discomfort. You know? Yeah. War maneuverings are a thing that I would not put beyond Erknos. Let's finish up here and make haste. It will both... It is a clue. It is a clue to find out what happened to your men, that this beast man is traveling in that direction. Mm -hmm. Very well. Uh... You hear Astrid say, Uruk, help me. And the, and the two of them are dragging their fallen comrade also towards the lodge mm-hmm. um, and arrange his body with, you know, one hand clasped mm-hmm. over his axe. Uh, the, the person that she indicated as Uruk is, is the uh, spear-wielding guy that uh, smashed you up against the side of the lodge. Yep. Jesus, when you Watching tried him. to sneak out after Henrik. <laughs> yep. Okay, text. Uh, so what I'm doing is grabbing uh, the throwing axes of three beastmen and then putting their daggers in their hands. Mm-hmm. You're taking three throwing axes? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be a problem for you in terms of encumbrance? Great question. Uh, where would I find... It's five times your uh, vigor. Okay, what would be the... I think it's five times your vigor, right? Mm-hmm. What would be yeah. the uh, axe, like the weight of an axe? Thank you very well, much. And separately from that, too, how do you want to carry them. Having three throwing axes like stuffed in your belt. One in each hand and the other one held in your teeth. I'll just take a uh, Mm -hmm. a strip of um, a strip of leather that I use to tie back my hair and tie them up in a bundle. And the idea is I'll unbundle them. Ideally when... Yeah, my character's not a a, a quick draw kind of guy. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. Throwing axes have a weight of two each. Damn! That's not that bad. That's not bad. Yeah, a bow is three. Mm. Oh, hold yep. on a second. A long um, five. Yeah, I, I think I have just one throwing mm-hmm. axe. But your vigor is what? Six. And what's your current encumbrance? Uh, my current encumbrance is. Let's just go ahead and say you can you can manage the the three throwing axes. Yep. Right. Um, but they, as you said, they won't be close at hand. They'll be bundled up. Yep. Yep. And just you know, oh, I have, okay. I only have one throwing axe, but it's actually behind my shield, just in case I can grab mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, my current encumbrance is total weight carry 21. And I can do 30 entirely. So you can just, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You, you can so carry hand axis. You know, okay, you I'll just, 27, I'll just, so you don't have I'll a just lot take of the, stuff. I'll just take the one. Um, cause I didn't include my. You can just spear. give me an axe. I can carry it for you in my pack. Sure. So the other thing, yeah. there are, um, Astrid said it, it's a 10 Rost journey, about 10 miles. Mm -hmm. Um, you folks don't have much in the way of supplies. Yep. And it is night and mm -hmm. the snow is continuing to fall more steadily. Now, the three of you are always <laughs> unnaturally warm. Being, mm -hmm. You know, the, the heat of, uh, your God touched blood, yep. um, mm -hmm. keeps you warmer than most. But trekking through the night without supplies is at least a cause for concern. Mm -hmm. Rim. Yes. He must be going to some sort of supply cache. Do you think you can catch him? Oh, most definitely. Um, can you come back yeah. before the morrow? Yes, without a doubt. Um, the first thing I do is I, I grab as many arrows as I can. I leave each of them with one arrow. Uh, that's technically they're armed. That's uh, perfectly fine. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. But, um, there, was yeah. Only, there was only one archer, and All right, so if he, you leave the bow, you're fine. So yeah, you can, yeah he, he can keep his bow. I've got a yeah. better bow, but yeah. I definitely want... Uh, to load up on as many arrows as he yeah. might have had. He has 12. He can grab. Yeah, so I will, I will grab 11 extra arrows. Excellent. He can um, keep one so he can shoot something in, mm -hmm. in Valhalla. In Valhalla, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, and those are well, encumbrance one per every five. So another extra two encumbrance, which I should be all fine with. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so while, um, while the three of you yeah. are deliberating, uh, Astrid and Eric return from the lodge where they've uh, set their companion to a somewhat makeshift rest. Uh, and you see Astrid is tightening her sword belt, um, and, uh, war gear. Are the three of you staying or coming? We're leaving now. With what supplies are you going to survive the trek? We need to find out what happened to my men. We are going to dispatch Rim, and he's going to find out where the cash for the beastmen are. He's going to return with either... If this is war, we two do not have time for that. You, the three of you have demonstrated you can protect yourselves if it comes to it. I doubt there are threats greater than four claws in the immediate vicinity. If you wish to say here at the lodge, please say so. I go in search of my men. Fair enough. Where is the location of this town that you that you go to? Follow the path west. Alright, we, we do will meet all you seem, there. Yeah, we do all seem to be going in the same direction anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Astrid and Uruk set off mm -hmm. at a surprisingly fast pace. They know that. Well, they they probably slept well, not on the bow of a ship <laughs> the last three days. <laughs> Verily point. All right. Rim? Yep, we follow. Yeah. I mean, or do I head up? Do you guys it, want me to head on off ahead? Yeah. Rim, we need we need as many supplies. Yeah, so, all right. Goodbye. We, we're all stoic and, you know, kind yeah. of flexing with our, our weapons. <laughs> and then we, like, turn around and have a huddle, like, we need food or we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. yep. No worries. All right. So I can, uh, I'm going to activate my wilderness step mm -hmm. so that I can, uh, move like the wind, mm -hmm. uh, while they trudge to the snow. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And that would require a, an arcane skill row. So oh that's. Oh boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's do this. The darker one is my wild die. Let's see. Six on the wild die and five on the regular. Great. So ten total. Perfect. So with a race, not that so no, no not that, that really means anything for wilderness stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So your 
following the tracks of the wild man, or yes. are you following after Astrid and... They're not identical. Yeah, well, the, we're hoping the wild man is going through to a cache of uh, supplies Got it. So that he's going in. to mm-hmm. grab so he can properly flee. Got uh, it. We're hoping he's not stupid enough to just head off into the wilderness uh, on his own. Well, I took those three god-blooded by myself. I'll be fine in the wilderness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How so. quickly are you are you moving? Are you moving at sort of standard, uh, like, stalking through the wilderness? Or uh, are you, I mean, Astrid and Uruk... Yeah, really set off at a Last of the Mohican style run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good for them. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, wilderness stuff just lets me basically just move. Right. Yeah, at you my can... normal speed, no matter how bad the terrain is. Got it. Uh, so, so you can you can at any time. By the way, when we're talking travel, you can choose to move at that uh, yeah. sort of fast jog, but you you just have to roll vigor against fatigue. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going to kind of count on the fact that hopefully he's. Uh, He's a little slowed by the terrain because we are out in the woods. Also, he's else. wounded. Yep. Yeah, and he's wounded. So I'm going to set off at a, at a at my normal pace uh, through it, hoping that that Ayu can uh, track him down and catch him. Got no, it. I'm not going to push myself too hard on this. Got it. Okay. Unless, unless it turns out like, oh shit, it is straight up, you know, getting desperate. Yep. But it. for now, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm counting on him being wounded and and not god blooded mm-hmm. uh, to be able to kind of just catch up to him mm-hmm. at a normal pace. Perfect. Um, give me a survival roll. And do. Survival is d6 and d6. All right, here we go again. Five, so I succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tracks, you're, you're able to easily follow both the yeah. uh, occasional sort of smear of blood on a stray branch mm-hmm. um, and clear tracks in the snow. Uh, but very quickly, his tracks intersect with a uh, game trail, mm-hmm. what looks like uh, probably caribou moving through um, about a quarter rost north of the the footpath that mm-hmm. Astrid and Uruk went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, being a seasoned woodsman yourself, that he's doing this so that his own tracks become intermingled with that of the the animals who frequent right. this path enough that it creates a confusion in the snow, particularly given that the snow is continuing to fall. Yeah. All right. Um, give me another survival roll. Can continue we'll to follow yeah. the trail. Uh, let's see. Six on my wild die. Six on the wild die. Uh, six oh seven total. Perfect. Nice. Okay, uh, you are able to pick up his tracks. Yes, in th- despite the the hoofed and churned up snow. Of I have the, I have seen caribou. Game. You sir or no caribou? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and you follow it for uh, another uh, rost or so, and the you know the night and the chill is is deepening around you. Um. And the tracks seem to be following more or less parallel to the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a notice roll. Can do. D8. That's a five on the So, five. You are crouched down uh, examining the mm-hmm. next, tra- the most recent track that you found or disturbance in the... Uh, some of the uh, half-frozen underbrush. Mm-hmm. Um, when just out of your periphery, you think you see a flash of movement. 
Hmm. But when you snap your head around, there's nothing there. But whatever it was, it seemed to be low to the ground and loping. Not a person. Gotcha. I pull out my bow. uh, First first action, pull out my bow. And uh, I'm going to kind of go stealth and uh and and just to see what's that because if i'm i don't want to be if, if i'm alone out here uh i don't want to be surprised by whatever that thing is uh coming up behind me so i'm going to try and you know hide and and sneak around in its direction see if i can get a close uh better look at whatever that was great roll so your stuff roll my stealth d6 and d6 again so that's a nine total on my stealth excellent so with the race mm-hmm. that's a great roll All right. You lower yourself further, uh, mm-hmm. dropping your profile down um, and moving quick, uh, quickly, swiftly. Oh, I just said quickly and swiftly. Mm-hmm. I almost uh, it's one word. Quickly, <laughs> quickly, <laughs> um, and making sure that your your profile uh, against the shadows cast by the moonlight mm-hmm. matches with uh, some of the the smaller trees. Um, mm-hmm. And you feel quite convinced that, yes, you know, I, I am a shadow. On no, the <laughs> uh, n- neither beast nor man that haunts these woods would be able to sure. keep track of your expert movements. Um, and that's when you hear a low, throaty growl just a few yards to your left. Right. Oh, and arrow pointing exactly in that direction. All right. Uh, give me a common knowledge roll. Can do. Uh, common knowledge would be just your smarts. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, smarts. Just... And this is this is more. This is common knowledge for you. Yeah. It's Wendigo. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I fail my roll. Fail the roll. Okay. Um, you. It's surely. Just it's definitely a wolf. a wolf. It's definitely a wolf. Must be a wolf. What you, else could it you possibly know, be? Yeah, you you know that. Uh, it's definitely not a Wendigo. It's not Wendigo. <laughs> it's not a Wendigo. It's not a Wendigo. Yep. You're, we're totally fine. Um, it is a uh, snarling wolf, mm-hmm. not too far from you, um, but it does not seem to be charging yet. And the fact that it's growling, you do yeah. know, means that it's offering you the chance to yep, move um, on. I if, am... if it if it was coming after you. It, 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 would, have it, would have not, it would not have made its presence known, yeah. particularly because you realize with sort of a, a flush of embarrassment, despite the pounding of your heart uh, facing a uh, yeah. uh, a wolf in the in the shadows of, of night in this thick ancient forest. Uh, despite that, you also feel a little sting of embarrassment that yep, yep. the wolf outflanked you. Uh, uh, my uh, my my spirit animal is also the wolf, so I. Uh, I keep my arrow uh, uh, trained on it, but I kind of uh, do a little nod, like, ah, well played, brother wolf. (laughs) (laughs) And part of me is is a little uh, concerned, because wolves normally hunt in packs. Um, So I'm... uh, The wolf is giving me the chance to back away, so I, I, you know, sense as as sharp as I can uh, to the sides, because, again, usually wolves hunt in packs. I start, you know, backing away slowly. Uh, and then watching it to see if it uh, it starts to follow or if it lets me go. Um, it I, I have no desire to kill this thing if I don't have to. It's big yellow 
blazing eyes follow you, mm-hmm. and and then after you take a couple of steps, it bolts off. Um, you see a spray of snow, and it runs right. away in the opposite direction. Uh, and as it as it dashes away, uh, you do notice that for a wolf, it seems awfully uh, bulky mm-hmm. and muscular. Sort of thicker than. Sorted up, odd, and uh, then the the tracks that I was following. Uh, do they continue further ahead, or did they kind of? The tracks continue, yeah. uh, and and while the wolf didn't run exactly in that direction, yeah. it kind of headed in that direction. Yeah. So you can continue in the direction the wolf ran, broadly speaking, or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've still got my mission. I got to find that cache. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue following the tracks, uh, while being alert for, for, for the wolf or, or any of its pack. Um, and knowing that there's a very big wolf out there, <laughs> but it, it didn't want to fight. I don't want to fight it either. So I'm we gonna, seem to be cool. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and we're say cool. we're cool. We're cool. <clears throat> All right. Uh, more time passes as you continue mm-hmm. to follow the tracks. Um, and after a time, you can see that the, the wounded wild man, for a time, was doing his best to disguise his footprints, but after he had gained a certain distance from the lodge, uh, became less concerned, uh, mm-hmm. more lackadaisical in his movements, yep. and still moving, um, you know, with the skill of a practiced, uh, woodsman, mm-hmm. um, is, was no longer making active efforts to disguise yeah. his his passing. Um and at this point, having spent the last hour or so uh back in the woods where really in a certain sense you're most at home. Yeah. Um you can feel your senses sharpening to even the smallest disturbance in the in, in the foliage and the, the falling snow. Um and you're able to easily follow his footprint uh to a um up up a uh, ridge mm-hmm. um uh atop of which the trees and and other foliage sort of thins out um and you see that his tracks merge with a large number of other footprints all right um in fact so many that it's hard to count mm-hmm. uh you see in a at the sort of dead center atop the ridge, a concentration towards the center where the snow is completely kicked up and then almost concentric circles of tracks Mm -hmm. where you can imagine outer perimeter guards might have moved. But it looks to you as if you're coming across what was up until pretty recently a small temporary encampment Mm. um, of a... If you if you want to give me another survival roll, you can try to get a better sense of how many people we're talking about. But yeah, definitely. That's what I was D six. Two and a one. So two and a one. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. innumerable. Probably. Yeah, either either thousands mm-hmm. or three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thousands right, yeah. or just Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Uh, two, without without the, the, being precise, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, somewhere I, between a dozen and thirty or forty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I can figure that a camp this size probably right. not host right. thousands, right. Right. but right. it's uh, the the tracks are too mingled to right. to uh, to really tell a specific number. Um, and you're also able to quickly deduce because mm-hmm. of the nature of 
of an encampment, they wouldn't have left any cash behind. Yeah. They've clearly moved on. Uh, uh, and you do not need uh, to employ your abilities as a tracker to see which direction they went. They yeah. are headed south mm -hmm. uh, on a path that would intersect with the trail that you led, that led you to the lodge, and mm -hmm. that Astrid and Uruk followed, backtracked. All right. All right. Um, did we agree? So you guys were, were going to continue on the path, and I was going to move. No, along, they're, they're or you guys are just waiting. Yeah, at the we're lodge. waiting at the lodge because we don't have <laughs> the, the cut back to it. <laughs> yeah. So how do you think it's going with Rim? Oh, because I'm really hungry right now. I mean, yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going just fine. Yeah. Just no, it's, fine. It's going to be great. Actually, I'd like to. I'd like to imagine that cutting back to the lodge, <laughs> you're still trying to figure out like if you can really work the bear pelt. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if I wrap it around the waist. Though, bear, I mean, Belden's like, no, no, I think it's it, it's great. No, it's great. Just if you just kind of. You know, yeah, you, just, really, you gotta own it. You gotta, you gotta make it yours. I, how about if I shrug the shoulders? Like, I mean, just shrug it, the shoulders and like a bunch a, of blood a, sprays on me. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, very slimming. Uh, all right. Well, there's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about to go try and hunt down an entire group uh, on my own, uh, even though I know I could easily snipe all of them. Uh, from mm -hmm. the shadows, um, but you know my 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 yeah, brothers they... uh, did deserve a bit of this glory too. That's my excuse. Uh, so um, so yeah. So I'm going to cut back towards the lodge. I'm not going to be following the same path I was following. I'm going to try and take the most the most direct route because I'm I'm not terribly worried about being followed. I know they you know the the group went in in, in that direction. Um, so so yeah, I'm going to head back to the lodge to inform. Uh, my my uh, clan mates here. Perfect. So, Harim, you're headed yes. back to the lodge. Yep, I'm uh, making a beeline back to the lodge. All right. Um, up, you know, remaining as always alert as a wilderness man, but yes. Are oh, you so getting drunk in the middle of the woods? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, just uh, just uh, swinging from my flask and singing loudly. <laughs> yeah. Are you moving at a walk or like a, um, a wilderness? <laughs> Stalking, strolling pace, or at a light. Jog? Um, I'm gonna make. Run. I'm gonna make this a light jog because I. Yeah, we need, we're running low. You want to get back? Yeah. Quickly. Right. Yeah. Also, so, I mean, like, to to remember that this is a supernatural power. Being fair, imagine you at a light jog on concrete across a basketball court. Right. Right. right now, yeah. imagine doing that with as much ease over. You know, like uh, ankle deep snow, ice like in yep. the middle yeah. of the woods. Yeah, yep. like that yeah. is crazy pants. Yeah, pretty cool. He's basically yeah. like he's straight up Tarzaning through like the Nordic, <laughs> like sliding <laughs> branches and so, yeah, yeah. Sing a song, fucking make a make a Disney movie friend. Do no. it. Though I'm still gonna <laughs> need, need a bigger role. From yes, you. no, no I, yeah, to definitely. sustain. And my vigor the... is not the best. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's a four. I make it. All right, <clears throat> All right. you you are. Arrive back at the lodge, uh, winded, but yeah. Fine. <sighs> Otherwise, <yeah. sighs> all right. <laughs> He's just trying on the bear pelt. Yeah. Does the blood light just make me look a little thinner? Or? I, I, I think honestly, you should wash it so there's yeah. more comparison. Or hear me out. Uh -huh. You wash your body, and there's more comparison with a bloody bear pelt. You say, Tim, he's just like covered him. Yeah. Listen, every time I wash, more blood just appears on me. It's the way it happens. We should talk about that. <laughs> and I, I jog into the camp, uh, calling out like, he hasn't washed his body in three years. He's not about to start now. <laughs> Rim, we were worried. Find anything. Uh, clearly, you don't know me very well if I was, if you were worried, but, uh, well, unfortunately, mixed news. We were uh, worried for us, if it makes any difference. It was a family of worry. <laughs> 
Hmm. Oh, well, I suppose he would be worried about you. Uh, anyway, uh, I found, I found the, the camp where the, where they had been staying, but unfortunately they already took all their supplies. Looks like they had quite a few more people with them. He managed to make it to the group and they all headed off before I got there. And as far as I can tell, they're heading in the same direction that, uh, that Astrid and the others were heading, which means if they haven't met already, they're probably going to meet soon. It, it, and they have all the supplies. It looks like we shouldn't have split the party, but too late now. <laughs> we still have a wise choice. <laughs> now we have all this information. How do we delicious, get... Delicious, delicious information. <laughs> I'll get the fire going. <laughs> I say, yeah, that's fully in character. That's amazing. <laughs> hmm. Snark aside, it seems like we should get moving now. All right. Well, we need to try to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've lost some time. Is there a way to cut across to... You said that they're using an uh, a, 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 an elk or something path? Uh, they were. It's, okay, so the, the path... A game trail. Yeah, the, 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 but now the, the trail that they're following... Is it a kind of established path? Like basically, they, they weren't I, following a trail. They just headed. Yeah, so south so I, I mean, I, I I got a pretty good uh, lay of the land while I was out there, so uh, I would know hopefully if uh, if it's possible to kind of cut a, cut across. This the terrain is too rough. What about yeah. this river? Game trails usually uh, traverse alongside water, correct? Could we use mm-hmm. could could we travel along the ice of the river until it is no longer feasible, and then? Taken to the wilderness? It, it doesn't. You would know that the river uh, actually heads in the wrong direction. It doesn't yeah. doesn't go the way that you. Yeah, no, want, not not this river. Unfortunately, it it heads it heads down to the to the east. We're trying to get west. The other thing you you would also know, being a exper- experienced uh, wilderness enthusiast, yep. uh, that the ice is often thinner in the smaller bodies of water. So right. walking upriver. In early winter is ill-advised. Right. Well, I, I could probably do it, but not you. And who kind of looks over at Mr. Stocky Dwarf over there. <laughs> uh, certainly not him. Valid point. Uh, our, our, best, our, our best chance is to follow the trail as quickly as we can. Looks like we're jogging them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that is what a weakling would say. <laughs> Let's get started, I suppose. It's our you still have more vigor than I do. Yep. So. No, I have a D6. Yeah, I have a D4. D8. Oh. Yeah, I am. I am. I am the. This is the, so much different than Rich. I'm the elf. <laughs> I am the elf of the party. So yeah. fucking killing me. Uh, I'm but the elf of the party. I'm a laser monster. <laughs> can we take a rip? <laughs> yeah. Which one of you is a leyline walker? Or oh, let's use your glide thing. Fucking. <laughs> one day, I'm, if anything, I'm going to keep running that goddamn riffs game. Until the tech wizard can use that glide. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm keeping that with me that, forever. That yeah. glider has been dormant for far too long. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's yeah. get moving. We, I, okay. We, we all know it's going to happen, Tex. So Last Mohegan's time. Yeah, yep. we're going yep. ro- to roll. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can seriously watch a montage of Daniel Day-Lewis and that group just <laughs> hauling ass with <laughs> muskets through the woods. <laughs> like... Not that that could be my my screensaver. Mm-hmm. My fire just well, couldn't you like intersplice that with other musket running movies? Like for instance, The Patriot. Yeah, that's like eighty percent of the movie. I know. Is it's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. By that I mean Mel Gibson. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, are we ready? Jesus. So first, everybody's going to need to give me a, a vigor roll. Yep. 
Four. Um, four. So, for because of the terrain, um, actually, this one, no, I take that back. It's that won't affect the vigor roll, uh, okay. except it will. You're going to be at a minus one because your pace is your who? lower. Uh, Jesus, yeah, Grimstead, thank you. Yeah. Oh, right, reminder. right. My pace is only five. All right. So okay. you're going to be at a minus one. Minus one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, listeners, I don't know if I brought this up in the last game. So I bought specific dice. I think we all bought, got some sort of specific dice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Characters. My uh, wild tie is the most brilliant gold. It's like solid gold. <laughs> it's the last con we went to. I must have trolled through or like crawled through uh, two different dice suppliers at the at the con looking for one solid gold dice, and by the time I walked out of there, everybody was looking for a solid gold dice because no one thought that I could find it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Yep. And it betrayed me. Yep. Uh, four. No, you made it. No. I'm going to use a Benny because I did not. All right. Benny's spent. Seven. Yep. All and right. I rolled a six on my wild die and then a five, so it leapt totally Excellent. Nice. That's nice. what I'm talking about. I, right. Clearly, this jog back to the thing just, just got me warmed up. Just channeling. Yep. Um, now, additionally, um, so that's the sort of the, the stamina, uh, that's the the cardio aspect of this challenge. Uh, additionally, there's a quiz running quickly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Additionally, there's a multiple choice Mm -hmm. (laughs) questionnaire (laughs) and a personality test. Also a background check. Which, which Backstreet Boy? Um, uh, ever since ever since this new house took over, getting across the border is so hard. <laughs> Luckily, we're all in sync, so this should definitely work out. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no. So even on a footpath, given that it's at night um, and you are in relatively deep wilderness, I'm going to need an agility or notice roll, whichever mm. is higher, mm-hmm. um, and. That is going to be at minus one for everyone except Prim. All right. My agility is D10. Assuming you've kept Wilderness Step. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Seven. So, just standard four, but success. Yep. You said minus one? Minus one. Nine. All right. Nice. succeeded. Yep. All right. You guys move with great vigor and dexterity through the... Mm -hmm. Uh, night wilderness. Like the god-blooded we are. Like huh. the god-blooded you are. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been embarrassing. Like, we are god-blooded! We can do this! Let's catch up! Trip and fall. Trip and fall. <laughs> 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 Rolling down a hill that yeah, wasn't there before. Exactly. <laughs> Where did this hill come from? Uh, and Hrim, may yep. I have a final notice roll from you, please? Can and will do. Uh, notice is... D8. Five, and that is uh, three, four, five. Again, it's out of the corner of your eye, but you can swear as you go uh, jogging along yep. through the snow that you see a flash of loping fur, not mm-hmm. one, but two, mm-hmm. uh, through the dense ancient woods. I, I call far, it. Far enough away, but. Yeah. I call it to, to the rest of the party. Uh, be aware, there are wolves in the woods, and they're definitely following us. If it's the same wolf I ran into before, he probably won't bother us if we don't bother him. But keep alert. All right. 
The character slows down. What did you just say? Wolves in the woods. I ran into one of them while I was hunting the wild men, and it it growled at me, but it didn't attack. I know them well enough to know that it didn't want to fight. And Grimstead, with the mention of wolves, you have a little uh, prickle of alertness mm. on your skin. Ever since you slew that dire wolf, wolves have had a unhealthy attraction to you. You've sort of caught them tracking you, following you, getting uncomfortably close, and uh, not with kindly intentions. How many wolves was it again? Two, as far as I can tell right now. There was oh. one before. Oh, well, I... Uh, this might... Ever since I killed that dire wolf, uh, wolves haven't liked me very much. Well, great. You want to want to stay on that side of the path over there. <laughs> so many of your stories start with the words "Ever since I killed that dire wolf." <laughs> it's surprising Listen. how many things have changed because I killed the dire wolf, and also four claws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we give him a minute? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> no joke, Benny. Oh, no joke, Benny. <laughs> All right. Well, You're that's been for 45 minutes. To get <laughs> fair enough. We've raised the stakes. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Joke, joke. Bennies for this group is uh, easy mode. So yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so be per- just in case. I know you said they shouldn't bother us, but wolves don't like me. Well, the reason I I bring it up is because Rim, you said you were alone. Yes. And it did not attack. Nope. It ran away. It gave me the chance to back away, and once I backed off, so did it. So did it. Are you sure it was not trying to get your attention? It, uh, if it was trying to lead me something somewhere, it would have. It was more of uh, standing its ground and warning me. I see. All right, let's continue. All right. <sighs> yeah, you keep up at a heavily panting yeah. <laughs> uh, jog. And uh, the snow keeps swirling down from the sky, lighting on the dense green pines that flank the footpath that you're running down. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it's been several hours now, so you are, as you put Rost behind you, um, continuing west, uh, you are now heading away from the first signs of sunlight rising up over the trees to your back. <clears throat> Uh, it's very earliest dawn, um, the sort of black-blue sky, uh, and, uh, a, a cold, uh, sunlight breaking through the, the pine trees, um, when you come across a clearing that you vaguely remember in your first and it's sort of hard to believe that it was only the day before that mm-hmm. you walked up this footpath sort of innocently, he- supposedly headed to a lodge of great comfort where ale was promised. And, uh, feels like it was weeks ago. Right. <laughs> and accompanied by both Astrid and more than a dozen, you know, hardened healing warriors. And now it's the three of you, mm-hmm. uh, bloodied, mostly not your own blood, um, <laughs> and alone. Um, and in this clearing, you you find yourselves coming, stopping short, skidding to a halt at the carnage that you see before you. 
everyone is going to need to give me a fear check. Oh boy. Mm. Spirit. Spirit. And I get plus Eight. two. Personal. And if anybody rolls a natural oh if anyone's spirit die comes up one, your spirit die, not your wild die, let me know. Mm-hmm. I got a three, so I did not make it, but it was not a natural one. Uh, eight. No, sorry, nine. Nice. Seven. That's so right. I'm the only one that didn't make it, but at least it wasn't an at one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Uh, Grim, give me a bigger roll. Can do. That's a two. So that failed. Okay. Ooh, that was a yeah, at least it wasn't yeah. a, a total crit, but yeah. So we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So. On, on the trail in this clearing ahead of you, um, you you see what you can only assume is the remnants of a terrible ambush, a terribly one-sided ambush. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so, at, at first the bodies are numerous and clumped together in the churned-up bloody snow that they are hard to count, but you're able to make out that there are ten of them. Uh, and, uh, excuse me, um, there's actually just over a dozen of them, um, and that they have been stripped of armor and weapons mm-hmm. and left, uh, virtually, and some of them, uh, half naked, uh, the, the corpses just discarded, left where, where they died, their bodies stripped and left in the snow. Um, and you quickly, feel a stomach-churning horror recognizing that these are the same Helix men who, again, just a few days before, came to your homeland, yeah. escorted you aboard a ship, and piloted you north. These are men that you <laughs> certainly haven't necessarily come to like, but cer- but came to know and recognize yeah. uh, by their scars and, um, and even to know their names. Um, and Instead, you know, now you just find them rendered to little more than meat in a, uh, what looks to be an attack of really shocking brutality. Um, in, in the sagas, whenever heroes like yourselves would come upon a scene like this, you know, you'd always find a single warrior left alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe dying from mortal wounds, but still in possession of the strength needed to pass on crucial information. Uh, but here, it's just silence. And in fact, you can see that the attackers of the Helix men took, took no chances by the hack marks and slit throats of some of the men laying on the ground. Uh, one you see still clutches the broken haft of a spear pinning him to the ground. Uh, one of the only remaining weapons in the scene. This is brutal. Um, Prim, you find yourself from your, especially the cumulative exertions over the yeah. last couple of hours, absolutely overcome the, a sense of horror rises up in your stomach and you find yourself bent over, yeah. uh, retching out the remains of, you know, the very little water that you've had to drink over the last day and, uh, the, any remains left of the, the, the hard yeah, tack well, biscuits and well, a little fish. water food. And exactly. I'm pretty sure I'm picking up some of that information too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you take a level of fatigue. Yep. Fair enough. I like the way that you're using fatigue, by the way. Yes. Nice. Yep. 
So I will uh, mark that down somewhere. And so the three of you are just con- confronted with this absolute uh, horrific attack, uh, or the, the aftermath of an attack. See that the carnage is y- yet worse. Um, the clearing breaks off. The clearing is actually a crossroads where a much thinner, rougher footpath goes to the south. And you see in the cold light of uh, dawn that uh, two severed heads stare down at you from low, lower hanging branches where they have been staked onto sharpened tree branches. And the long hair from each of the warriors' heads has been interbraided into a kind of grotesque garland that drips blood down onto the trailhead. And this is something you, you don't need a common knowledge role to identify. Uh, this is a blood knot. It's an, inter- an intricate braid, not often done with human hair, <laughs> typically done with rope, um, that is a part of the, the ancient and more savage traditions of warfare of your people that is used strictly during war to mark off borders. And the message is unmistakable of a blood knot. To cross past it is to enter a territory of un- total and unchecked warfare where parlay, negotiations, treaties, and ransom hold no value. Hmm. Finally... <laughs> As oh, there's more. <laughs> you are overcome with this, you know, the the peaceful, uh, <laughs> serene forest just breaking into this, you know, gut churning scene. Uh, you see that there is actually one corpse still armed, and, um, and that d- doesn't appear to have been stripped or scavenged, um, and. Instead, it, it looks as if they've, rather than being part of whatever battle claimed the lives of these men, it looks as like if this person came upon them afterwards and fell across a trap that was set amidst the bodies. Uh, and you see Uruk, Astrid's remaining, the remaining member of her troop, um, held almost standing in place by a trap you would recognize, Krem, mm-hmm. called the Worm's Tail, which is a long, powerful branch bent back um, into a, you know, almost cracking tension activated by a fine line of rope. Um, and the big, this big flexible branch has been fixed with a series of fire-hardened impaling stakes, like a lashing tail, and then disguised in foliage. This is typically the kind of thing you would see, this is like a bear trap, right? Um, The kind of thing you you would use to take down very, very large game. Um, And Uruk, unfortunately, you know, you can all imagine the scene stumbling numbly into the, you know, to try to make sense of what slew so many of his comrades. Uh, crossing that tripwire and the branch snapping out at him and pinning him in place. Um, and he sort of hangs there, uh, again, sort of half standing and slumped over it. 
with his uh his cloak draped over him and you can see the the stakes protruding from his back and his spear the same spear he used to push Grimstead back uh down the ground this is more desecration in a fight breathe Rem. breathe I've never seen total lack of respect and honor. Has anybody has anybody see Astrid's body? No. She must have gone on ahead. Or they took her. Do I see any do I uh, notice to see the indications of survival rolls? Or survival. Or notice. Notice is good. Yep. Yep. Notice. Eleven. Alright, well, we got a minus one due to fatigue. That's a five and a two. So, five. I failed, but so close. Mm -hmm. So close. So, from Stead and Rem, you two succeed? Yes. Great. Yeah. And that includes your minus one. For yeah, I rolled a six, so five. Great. Yeah. Uh, did you reroll the six? No, uh, it was a d8. Uh, ten five. Yeah. Yep. So, let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six, ten, four. Wait, what? <laughs> five by five. Who's on first? <laughs> Um, you s eerily, you just see three sets of tracks headed south underneath the blood knot. Mm -hmm. You see those tracks? Which also yep. makes you wonder who committed the ambush and where they went. In south... South would be wait. Whose territory would that? There's be? only three tracks. Three tracks. There's only three tracks. Three individuals. Yes. Caused this much damage. Possibly. It's impossible. And that is a chilling prospect. That's impossible. Look for arrow wounds or or something. Uh, more traps, poisons, perhaps. Perhaps. Hiram, if you want to investigate further, you've got if you, yeah. um, particularly you know, activating farsight would give you the yeah yeah the acuity mm -hmm. of senses to yeah. pursue right. this further. Let's go ahead and do that. So I would need to roll my god blooded to activate farsight. <clears throat> Ooh, one on the wild die. Shit. Double no, one. No. On Double my arcane. One? On my arcane. Oh, or no. You can spend... Uh, no, you can't. No, not, not on... Nope. Right. Not for arcane. Right. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, roll on a D D10. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see what happens. That is a three on the D10. Okay. Bird eye. Appropriately. <laughs> on the blood curse table, yep. you are struck by a prophetic vision of doom and despair. Mm -hmm. You are immediately shaken, and for the next hour, suffer minus two to all fear rolls. <sighs> all right, well, at least it's a fear roll specifically yeah. rather than all rolls. But yes, yeah. do you want to but describe still... what you uh, know as, as you're tuning your senses and in, in your vision? What you know? The, what? Yeah. So, g so... Given, given the carnage <laughs> that surrounds you, what mm -hmm. vision? You know, yeah. Uh, you so I, I, you know, I, I barely caught my breath from, uh, from just uh, the exhaustion of all the running and the the carnage that I've seen. But I try and steal myself to try and look around and uh, 
taking a breath of the frigid air, I close my eyes and open them and uh, call upon the god blooded power. As I do, my my eyes almost seem to shift. Uh, the the uh, you know the the iris uh, sort of contracting, almost looking like like a bird's eyes uh, for for a moment. Um, and uh, as 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 the I'm I'm missing the word. It's so the, the iris, the iris. What's the, pupil, the black horny, part? The pupil, pupil yeah, pupil. pupil. That's one. Uh, so as as my pupil sort of expands, kind of like like a hawk's would, uh, for for their far sight. Um, all of a sudden, I stagger back as I am struck by like the first thing I see is the the edge of an axe, sort of headed straight for my skull, and uh, and you see me sort of staggering back, flailing as as I suddenly. Uh, effectively relive the carnage that that just happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing you know blades coming at me, blood spraying, and it and it feels like every single uh, every single killing blow that happened in the, in this in this field of carnage, mm-hmm. I, I, I witness all of them as if they were as if I was every person that died. Seeing the those last moments, and I uh, you know Rim just cries out, finally sort of falling back onto onto the snow like just convulsing for for several moments until until he finally kind of comes back just his eyes uh, con- you know going back to, to to normal uh but like wild like a spooked animal just just <laughs> rim rim focus calm down that's what, what i'm trying to, to do no no these men i will i will murder Every single member of House Orknos, all of them, will die for what happened here. <laughs> Again, just just bile. That's becoming a thing for you. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be your move. Excellent. Yeah, that's gonna be puke my move. and arrows. Yep. Puke and arrows. <laughs> there we go. Nice work. Yeah. Nice work. That's fantastic. Whatever this foe is, so powerful apparently, or cruel that we even devastate you or we must continue on but first we must be at our best and you hear me and i'm gonna use a arc, use my own uh one of my powers bless and basically i'm gonna grab my shield and i'm just gonna start uh, slamming my axe against my shield and at first it sounds like the sound of wood of metal against wood but it starts to change and the sounds becomes more like a of a sound of a of a hoof hitting dirt over and over again. And it starts to... F- uh, let's see, actually see what happens before I continue this roll. <laughs> yeah, I like the setup, though. Yep. Oh, there we go. Ooh! Oh, All that right. is a 617. That is nice. So that's with a raise. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, you, you hear that, that hoof beat against dirt, and in your mind you get a brief vision of a boar staring down a bear. And the feeling of the boar is not fear or worry. It's more like the feeling of, ah, it's just another day. Or, I'm a bore motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a bore motherfucker. <laughs> and you both get plus 40 or fear rolls. Sweet. Nice. So I'm, I'm only, so Excellent. I'm a, or yep. plus two in my case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. But oh, wait, no, it's more specifically, plus four to spirit rolls to resist fear. Gotcha. Cool. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Nicely huh. done. That's, what, that's, that's great. <sighs> help me, help me with some of the, the bodies. Um, text, are the bodies, just of of um house uh healing healing just house healing there mm-hmm. are no enemy combatants whatsoever we don't have much time but 
There is something we can do for, for as many as we can collect. Uh, shoulder to shoulder, lie them across. Let's and do it. Find me a length of rope. Anything. Yeah. I'm going to find some rope. I mean, there's some hair we can use, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a tripwire that yeah. Eric set up. Yeah. yeah. Anything works. Yeah. yeah. I do it. And, uh, and, and, Veldrum, uh, is going to be fevered, feverish, uh, putting all, as many bodies as we can shoulder to shoulder, specifically the ones that have been disarmed, which sounds like the majority of them, if not mm -hmm. all of them. Shoulder to shoulder, including, uh, how, uh, what was his name? Hurric? Hurric. Mm -hmm. Um, at the, at the front. And then, uh, as, uh, I'm going to take whatever lengths of rope you can find and start tying them together. And I'm going, uh, and Veldrum is going to say, there are stories of instances uh, like this, that where the enemy was so, so vile, so disrespectful, that they would strip all of the weapons from our soldiers, knowing that they would not be let into heavens. So they developed a way. They developed a way to fix that. And I'm going to run the length of the rope through all of the outstretched hands of as many dead people side by side as we can get. Close the hands around the rope. Yep, do, do so. It's grim work. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Rigor mortis plus frozen means yep. basically yep. crushing hands yep. and broken bones. It must and be then done. I'm going to take one of the axes that we took from the wolfmen, and I'm going to say, they used to call this, in Tales, this was called the Heaven's Whip. Everyone holding on to the weapon is technically holding a weapon. If you would use an enemy combatant to drive the weapon home. In lieu of that, I give my blood to the gods and to the honor of these men. Even though they were once my enemies, they deserve better than this. And I'm going to take a level of health. Ooh. <clears throat> Nice. Take a wound, basically. Yeah. Oh, I got the clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. All right. Cool. Very nice. Very, very nice. Also deserving. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Also Thank deserving you. of Benny. Yes. Yeah. Well, now you're going to have to carry us both. <laughs> <laughs> you're just still beating your shield. Yeah. Like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? Is, it, is, it, is, that, is that what I did? <laughs> did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Damn, I'm never doing this okay. <laughs> yep. And it lasts, how long does the spell last again? Uh, like, just until I turn it off, right? Yeah, okay. as long right. as you keep it active. Alright, then I'm just going to keep it active until yep. I don't need to keep it active. Yeah, you're both, I mean, that may have been what gave you the conviction, Belgrin, mm -hmm. to yep. drive a axe blade oh, into Oh, 100% your... was yep. like the difference between like, oh, they used to talk about this stuff, but oh, well, no enemy combatants to like, <laughs> yep. yeah, I'm going to take an axe wound by myself. <laughs> yep. I From like, the dead. Like there may that. have been some unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the boar facing down a bear. <laughs> just wounds itself. Like, if I'll do this to myself, what might I do to you? <laughs> just another day, motherfucker. <laughs> the bear's oh. like, you should see a therapist. You should probably get yourself straight. He's like, oh, I forgot Vikings are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Getting them worked up might not have been the best idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Which way? Which way now? This looks like south. Is the uh, the way they were following? 
if we're willing to cross the the, the, the blood, blood knot. The blood knot. I cut means... the blood knot and walk through. All right. Well, that's a pretty definitive answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I, go. I see your war and race you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So the the three of you uh, badly shaken uh, yeah. and now enraged. <laughs> yes. Yep. Self wounded. Yep. Enraged. Um, head down the uh, rough footpath heading south, and as the sunlight continues to illuminate these otherwise dark, ancient, uh, and impenetrable forests, um, you see looming in the, in the far distance and realize with surprise the direction you're headed in, you're going towards the mountains, towards the forge. Uh-oh. Well, the forge is big. Yes. The, the forge is big. We, we're not going to, towards the forge. We're, we're going towards the area of the forge. <laughs> Fire billows from the distance. <laughs> I mean, everything is technically towards the forge. Technically, yes. <sighs> All right. Well, wherever they're going, we're finding them. True. Let's go. All right. You continue on for... Uh, a couple more hours, um, and... Well, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask. Did they leave any supplies? They did not leave supplies. Nothing? They there was not. nothing left over? Wow, oh, that... Yeah, my character would remark on that. You're like, not even a tankard of ale. <laughs> scorched, scorched earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, anyways, sorry. Um, and you, you continue to follow the three footprints, uh, and Rim, you want to give me a survival roll? Can do. I'm still at minus one, and my survival is uh, d6. One sec. Did you ever mention to the listeners, at least, what the forge was? Uh, they, uh, that, that'd be important. What is the forge? Uh, the forge is the volcanic mountains at the interior of Halden's Land, and yes. also the hallowed ground. Um, I mean, mythically, and to different houses, it has slightly different meanings, particularly for the family of uh, Grimstead. Yes. Uh, the the Lofgrins. Um, but it was also home to the Ire, the highest religious authorities, the, and, and sort of mysterious sect of druid-like blind oracle women that are the, the heralds of the gods on Halden's mm -hmm. Land. Yep. All right. Survival at a minus one. That's uh, a four, so at least I make it there, and that's a three, so four. So I just make it. Well, that's a five minus one four. Right. Yeah. Got it. So it's basically like saying, like, oh, well, they're headed towards the Vatican, but but it's Italy. All roads lead to, to the, the Vatican. Vatican. Right. <laughs> so as uh, Rim, as your shock and uh, that vision has sort of. Uh, settled a little um you've become increasingly intrigued and uh unsettled something itching at you about these yeah. these tracks um and as you inspect them more closely finally even uh stopping the three of you from walking so you can crouch down yeah um you want to sort of curse yourself and you know scold yourself at mm -hmm. not having noticed earlier um these 
the the of the three tracks, uh, two of the sets of tracks are far deeper than they should be. Mm. And now, particularly, uh, being able to see in the full sunlight as you, uh, you know, really crouch down and and look at them, um, you know from your tracking that uh, because of the way snow behaves, <laughs> the harder uh, pressure um, on on the snow creates frosting, right? Um, and uh, a sort of icing over. Right. So you could, you know, you're able. For instance, if you're tracking a man, you're able. You know, you can see where the, the balls of his of his feet, if he was running, aside from the gate, the distance between the tracks, mm-hmm. you can tell from the indents where you know which parts of the track have been iced over, which versus which are fluffy snow. <laughs> um, how much pressure. Yeah. was put on various parts of the foot. Um, and these tracks, you find, are both deeper and icier than they should be. Hmm. And as you really look closer under the sunlight, you see that actually that iced-over portion uh, occurs in, in sort of overlapping areas. And you realize these are not the tracks of the, the, at least the two sets of tracks. These are not one person this is a group of people stepping in each other's tracks almost identically to give the impression of just two sets of tracks. Send people people walking single file to hide the numbers. numbers. Yeah, (laughs) the exact same thing. Uh, To be clear, I know the text didn't mean that. (laughs) didn't mean that comparison. I actually don't even know what. That's that's the Star uh, Wars. Is that from Star Wars? Yeah, Yeah, so so Uh, when Luke is looking for what happened to Mm C-3PO and... uh, R2. Um, remember, Obi-Wan, uh, says that, uh, uh, like, th- that sand people looks at a track, like, these tracks indicate sand people. Sand people w- march in single file to disguise their numbers. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, so sand I never people are that. so much more baller. Yeah, they're crafty. Mm-hmm. I just then they're like them. one fucking scene where yeah. they just shake their rifles. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did, I had no idea that sand people are supposed to be desert ninjas. Yeah, yeah no, it's also awesome that they are the Polar opposite in climate. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take my Benny now. Thank you. So, snowing in the tracks. Snowing in the the tracks. These are sand people. (laughs) (laughs) You're sure. Sand people. Um, (laughs) Sand people. This is dead bodies five feet from where we are. (laughs) They really were not prepared. (laughs) Um, The third set of tracks, though, um, is lighter and uh, less crusted in ice, which also means that it is uh, older. So you think the... It, it looks like the third person was following after mm-hmm. these two. So the, the, the more crust... The the, the sand people. <laughs> snow the, people the tracks. Sand, we'll just call uh, them sand people for now. For now, yeah. Snow people. Snow <laughs> yeah. people. The, yeah, snow yeah, pe- like yeah, snow the snow people tracks uh, came, first, came first, and then, and then okay, third, the third track. Yeah. Has to be following. All right, so that... Most likely Astrid. But yeah, I kind of... Yeah, so I'm, I'm kneeling down like... God damn it. <sighs> what? They're not, it's not just two. That explains the slaughter. Look at the tracks, the way they're, how deep they are. Not even, uh, what's his name? Uh, not even Forklaws would have made tracks this deep on its own. They're walking single file. They're f- stepping on each other's steps, hiding their numbers. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, that would explain a lot. That would explain how that carnage happened. It wasn't only two. It was an entire group. 
And, and it looks like Astrid is on their trail. That woman. I'm going to marry her someday. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was a <laughs> Grimstead groans. Let's keep moving then. My character smiles and slaps a rim on the back. The hunt it's is also, on. Uh, it also occurs to the three of you with that description. Because, I mean, even when Rim shows you, you're like, I'm going to take your word for it. Because all I see is two sets of tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this isn't just about hiding numbers. It's it's really an act of psychological warfare. Right. Leaving those bodies there, you know, mutilated, hacked up, stripped of their, you know, war gear. Mm-hmm. And then creating the impression that it was just two men that somehow mm-hmm. did that. Uh, that along with the blood knot, this is, this is really more about intimidation and psychological warfare yeah. than in disguising maneuvers or sizes. Oh, bad news, motherfucker. She is, you're just pissing us off. <laughs> it's a wonder though that Urknos had such a, a bad hand in the war. If they had these kind of tactics. Text. Have I heard of these sort of things before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but only among the more you know, part of anecdotally of what you know of Urknos is both how Skyr and Urknos whittled down their numbers and lost many of their greatest warriors to mm-hmm. each other in the battles that you would have all sort of cut your teeth on mm-hmm. or even seen at a distance. And we still count that as a win. Teenagers, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and the battles that, for instance, Forklaws, you know, made a name for himself and was distinguished in. But um, things like this, you know, murdering an entire party of armed, you know, battle-hardened veterans um, and disguising tracks, things like that, um, that's the kind of thing you might, you know, that's the kind of rumors and stories that one army would tell about another army's most elite troops. Hmm. This is peculiar, because how would they have the personnel to carry something like this out? They would have used it in their ultimately failed battles against Hufskyr. That is a good question. Were they, like, four claws away from the combat? Impossible. They would not hide these many. The tales that are told by the skulls indicate that House Urknos, as well as Skyr and Helig, Helig, uh, thank you, Crow, in the distance. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Uh, How many many points do I have to to spend to have a Crow wingman? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Take my Benny now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I should take one away from (laughs) me. But if, if all of the houses had these type of personnel, Urknos would they would surely use them unless uh, that would be impossible. It, no, there's no way they could foresee. There's absolutely no Spit it out. What if they knew that we were going to lose? What? What if Urknos could somehow foresee that Skyr could not win this fight? And they feigned weakness. What is that same 
when winning feign weakness, when losing feign weakness. What if Arknos, as you implied, has kept these individuals, these warriors, away from the fight to seem as they would roll over? And now that we are both barraged from the ravages of war, they make their play. Not the dumbest thing I've ever heard, though unbelievably smart for Urknos. Either way, we still must continue on and be ready for, apparently, the best they left behind. Well, it's a shame. I thought it would be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hunt. Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right. Uh, you continue on, and sure enough, uh, to confirm Prim's observation, uh, after another half rost or so, uh, you see that the tracks start to scatter out, um, and they've sort of given up the ruse at this point, um, and you see many more prints in the snow, um, at least a dozen, but there are so many on such a narrow footpath, it's hard to distinguish mm -hmm. exactly. Um, and uh, now it is full morning, um, and up ahead, below the, the green canopy of the pines, uh, as you continue on towards the far distant cliffs, um, you see a, down below the, the footpath slopes, um, and towards the bottom of it, you are surprised to see a, uh, a form sprawled out on the trail. Um, and quickening your pace, you are, that surprise turns to alarm as you see that the figure is wearing a green cloak and boasts a fiery red shock of hair. Astrid! Yeah, and I, yep. I quicken my steps to, uh, to try and get to her. And it is indeed Astrid Alverson, um, uh, laid out on the on the footpath um and you see one of her legs seems for a second bizarrely seems to be swallowed by the snow or the ground uh but coming closer you realize she's stepped into some kind of trap and getting even closer you see that she is unconscious and uh her skin has taken on a unhealthy bluish pallor and she does not seem to be conscious. All right. Uh, I think I'm effectively the healer of the party, wasn't <laughs> oh, I? I've got a D6 uh, and healer. I take a oh, look yeah. At, Any, actually, everybody else but me is a healer of the yeah. party. No, uh, I take a look at Grimstaff, at the trap. At the map, so. At the trap. Grimstaff just takes a look at the trap. Uh, notice or survival roll. Uh, notice it is. Do you want to jump in with Oh, double one. God <laughs> oh, damn it, Jesus. I wanted to say. Oh, wait, no. No, I never mind. I get that. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just want to throw out there. Yeah. Quickly, Tex. How does working together work? <laughs> it's a. I mean, we're about to find out how it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but just moving forward, like if we both try to do the same, or all three of us try to do the same action, one point person makes the roll, and you, and much like ganging up, you get a plus one for everyone else who has the same skill. Awesome. Super simple. That would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, it wouldn't no, have you were, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. helped this roll because no, you no, still rolled a uh, yeah. double one. Yeah, right. but, uh, yeah, I mean, if he had been the point person, all three yeah. of you would have critted. I'm going to take her temperature. And he stabs her in the heart. <laughs> right. Um, Bit warm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> if um, you kill his one true love, we are done. <laughs> this game goes back to riffs so I'm just fast. looking at the trap. <laughs> okay, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um... So Grim said, you uh, rush up to the body, scan quickly, um, and glancing at it, are absolutely sure that Astrid stepped into some kind of ditch or hole, and, uh, you know, the, the, the part of you that knows how to take care of a wounded person thinks, okay, she's in the cold, she's in the snow, the first thing, we, we gotta get her out of this snow. So... Her foot is probably wrenched. Mm-hmm. She probably broke something. And you reach into the pit to free her foot. As you do. As you do. Um, and the two of you, uh, <laughs> Prim and Beldrum, approach <laughs> and hear Grimstead let out a just shriek of pain. Ah! Uh, as you pull your hand free, um, and there are, uh, two long, uh, pronged, sh- fire-sharpened stakes um, with sort of sharpened twigs <laughs> along each side that have been uh, bent and then f- fired again into almost hook-like shapes oh. um, that have just ripped through your forearm. And, uh, and in your surprise and panic, you did the exact wrong thing, <laughs> which is to pull your uh-huh. hand straight oh. out. Um, <laughs> and... We're, 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 we're dying over here. here. Yeah. Yeah. Free, you know, uh, snapping them free from the trap. And in fact, if Astrid hadn't stepped in it already, you would have been uh-huh. completely ensnared within it. But in the process, uh, giving yourself a wound. Oh. Um, and those branch hooks are in there and are going to have to be removed. Oh. So it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness! Thank goodness we've got you with us. <laughs> roll smarter survival, uh, yep. Prim and uh, and Belden. Yep. Yep. Survival it is. Nine minus one, eight. All right. On survival, definitely nice. Got it. Seven. All right. Both of you instantly know uh, these kinds of traps are poisoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost always. Um, and the longer those uh, barbs remain in your comrade's flesh, the greater the chance that whatever poison hasn't already entered Astrid is going to get into him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of uh, nudge, uh, nudge you. Yeah. Uh, what, sorry. Belgium. Belgium, yeah. Uh, Help them! Poison! What about her? He's both! Well, help her, I'll help him. (laughs) So, yeah, so I I much more carefully uh, approach Astrid and and try to extricate her (laughs) from the Just do the the exact same thing. Roll up your sleeves. If this doesn't work, then you have to do it. Third time's always the charm. (laughs) That's the ancient (laughs) saying. You're, you're not sure how to extricate her. The, right. so, so the trap that she's fallen into, and we'll, we'll get to you in a second, um, mm-hmm. 
Groove said, the trap that she's falling into is basically, um, imagine you dig a, uh, relatively shallow ditch, Mm -hmm. right? And then within that ditch, you dig, dig a second, but narrower one, Mm -hmm. the size of a person's foot, Mm -hmm. right? And then, so you basically created a, a first layer of a hole that it, that acts as a shelf, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and then you take on that shelf, a uh, piece of timber, in this case, a slat, cut in half, and then put into that barb, barbs and fire-sharpened spikes, basically, yeah. soaked in poison, um, and then balanced. So when the foot steps on it, it sinks through the two boards into the deeper hole, and the two, uh, yeah. the two bo- God, boards yeah. collapse. Driving them into the, um, an, you know, an, an area of the calf that, particularly in, in your society, nobody wears knee-high boots. <laughs> so, um, it is a particularly effective and ruthless Yeah, Vikings, trap. Vikings did not fuck around with Vikings traps. Did, if there's mm-hmm. one thing that's true about Vikings, they yeah. did not fuck around. Yeah. The traps are much else. Yeah. yeah. Is there a chance I could use, well, I'm in pain, but is there a chance I could use craft to figure out a way to get her out? You're more focused on yourself. Well, it's a pain, yes. Yeah, uh, in, in this moment. But you, but you may be able to <laughs> okay, once, I, once okay. you resolve that. So, yeah. which is to say, Harim, you're not sure. What yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of like those, there. Like, those boards are collapsed around yeah. her leg, and those barbs mm-hmm. are driven all the way in. Uh-huh. And whatever, you know, uh, Grimstead basically caught, managed to get caught on the handful of barbs that didn't enter her mm-hmm. leg. So, um so, uh, for, Beldrin. for, for you, Beldrin, uh, detaching the barbs from, is, is a less, <laughs> less of a delicate surgery, but mm-hmm. no less, you know, yeah. uh, still challenging if you want to try to remove them. I do. Yep, All right. I do. Um, you're, you're going to need a knife. Um, got one. <laughs> and a healing roll. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have healing as well? Nope. Cool, but we need him for crafts. Uh, yeah. so, and you're yeah. at minus one because you yourself. I'm, I'm wounded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I take out the knife. Yeah. I, <laughs> I draw the knife like yeah. uh, cavalry style, so I, like cross one uh, arm over and I pull it out, and that kind of twists the leather on my on my arm. Like ah, oh my god, I'm still injured. Oh gosh, why am I still injured? And then I go to town on your leg. Yep. Or your arms. Yep. No, you're like <laughs> <laughs> start mercilessly hacking. I remember how this works. You need to balance out the wounds across the body. <laughs> the gods demand symmetry. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Up, six, All right, nice. Six, wow, nice. Two. Oh man, so nice. that's Doctor Belger. Uh, yeah. That's a little uh, thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> yep. scalpel. Yep. Forceps. All right. A nurse appears out of nowhere. Who said, can you give me a vigor roll to not take another wound from... Very well. ...having them removed? Uh, Make it. Four. All right. Yep. So the the barbs are out, um, but you have, on top of the sort of rending, ripping uh, puncture wounds, now uh, lacerations that Belden had to make to remove them. I'm used to so, and I'm it curi- burns. Yeah. I'm curious though, with a raise in a normal heal roll, he would have healed one of his health ups. 
with a normal healing roll. Yeah. If I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, no, he's going to be, uh, on, he's, he will be considered healed basically at the end of the scene. Okay, we'll, cool. We'll I just want to, stuff, yeah. stuff I, I just want to make that, sure that, yeah. like, healing yeah. is not just for... No, that's, that's a really good reminder yeah. that it's often forgotten that in the mm-hmm. savage world system, everybody, yeah, you, everybody you has that, that golden power. Yeah, you if, have that golden hour. If yeah, you from, get yeah. to people, with yeah. golden hour. Although he, that that doesn't uh, that that's separate from the poison that he's now got in his system. Yes, right. yes right. exactly. And yeah. and also you can't heal multiple wound levels, Correct. but you can you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, once that's done, I stumble over to where Astrid is. <sighs> Move over. Hands back in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you shove your other hand. This is like the foreground. And then the and then the focus of the camera goes to the background, and I'm just holding out my arms like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like that. There can't possibly be more spikes. That's, that was probably all of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Crass roll. I need to use both my hands. Yeah. Crass roll. There's a D. No, crass is D six for me. Here we go. Make it four. Four. Yep. Um, you're. Not sure where, how, I mean, you, you're quite sure <laughs> that it would be difficult to remove her without further injuring her. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of the trap. And you also have no idea what the extent of the poison is. All, all you can tell is that she seems to be overcome by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, without a healing role, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you can see that she's still breathing, mm. but. Oh, so my aim was to see if there's a way to get her out of the trap. It's right. No, that's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And, and you, you, you're able to conclude that it's not clear okay. how you would. <sighs> so, so what is this? What is this? It's, well, as I've stated before, a trap. It snaps your leg in place with two, two, uh, plank, basically making the hooks into your leg. If we try to take it out, just, she'll be even more injured. No, which, but... which is basic. I mean, the yeah. way that you. Yeah, yeah. Extricate someone from this is by doing more damage to them. Yeah, which if she were conscious and unpoisoned might be a reasonable proposition. But yeah, but yeah. she's she's already badly wounded. Right. Taking her out may kill her, but leaving a hinder will kill her. The first thing we need to do is get rid of the rest of the traps, and I reach for her sword thing, and I try to lift it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are surprised. What's your what's your strength? Jesus. It's a D6. You're surprised at how easily you're able to lift it. And, and I kind of grimace <laughs> because uh, Baldrum is trying to rally people to his cause. And in a moment that is kind of telling of Baldrum, which, which is like, you know, a uh, 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 feign weakness, he assumes he's not going to be able to do this. Right. Because that's always been his role. He's right. not the strongest whatever. Mm-hmm. And he heaves it up like, ah, ah, uh, and he is mm-hmm. genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, in your hands, d- despite what your eyes show you, which is you holding this massive, sort of crudely smithed, but, uh, and, and or sort of simply constructed, but massive ancestral blade, uh, all the information in your muscles don't correspond <laughs> to what you're seeing. It feels far lighter. It honestly doesn't feel any heavier than your harpoon. Uh, oh, we have new information to consider. New information that we might be able to eat later. Healing now. So I turn over the sword, mm-hmm. and then I go to uh, 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 I, I look at where she was injured, and then I look at where our good friend uh, uh, Grimstad was injured, and then I try to draw a line, and then I just start stabbing downwards to break the rest of the boards, so that the entire 
so no one else can get injured on this thing, including... Oh, you uh, mean if there, were, if there were any more of these? If there yeah, were any more, you, assuming that it's a line that they've dug, and it's not just like one very specific part, I'm going to break the rest of the boards. You yeah. would actually guess that it's probably not a line, but it's probably interspersed at odd yeah. angles yeah. throughout, mm-hmm. because the way that they want is that one person goes down, the, you know, oh. if any company follows, then another goes down at a random interval, Eesh. and then another. Yeah. In which case, I hand the sword to Rim. Rim. Find the rest of these things. Okay, and we'll do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 is anyone attending to Astrid? Yeah, to, no, yeah, yeah that, exactly. He, he needs to attend to Astrid, okay. so I will take uh, care of the traps. Make a, you want to make a diagnostic healing roll? I would love to. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Okay, that gold so is really worth uh, Nine, yeah. so it's an eight. All right. Um, after uh, checking her uh, skin temperature, uh, her pulse, um, and just sort of ob- observing the, the pallor of her skin, you're able to come to a couple of conclusions uh, based on what you know, you've seen in terms of sickness and poisoning and others. Uh, being someone who spends a lot of time on the docks, there are various sea creatures with, you know, barbed spines that, um, uh, have no- been known to, to cause, you know, uh, all kinds of, of poisoning and sickness in, in fellow fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're familiar with some of the, the, the symptoms, um, of, you know, bloodstream poisoning. Um, and you're, what you're able to come away with is that, this probably happened a while, a while ago, right? Given the interval of time. And she's still alive, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever has attacked her system, whatever toxin it is, doesn't seem to have instantly killed her. Um, it may have just incapacitated or paralyzed her. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it, you would guess now, uh, having spent some time looking over that the, the pallor is exposure to the elements. Um, that she's basically, she's unconscious, um, but if you had to guess, and you're not sure, but if you had to guess, if the poison was going to kill her, it would have already. Is it outside the gold, golden hour? Yeah. Well outside the golden okay, hour. Okay, so I'll make sure. Alright. I've ascertained that if this toxin was going to course through her veins and stop her living, it would have done so by now. So we are safe. But, in that regard, but, the elements are taking their toll on her. We can try to remove her, but it will do more damage to her leg. She may not survive. Will she survive inside the trap? As you get, we try to get her warm. Uh, and Baltram kind of looks bewildered at the expanse of snow. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, yes. Survival roll? Yep. Uh, uh, possibly the most literal application of yeah, survival yeah, yeah. scale. Yep. One, I'm spending a penny to re-roll yeah, that. Yeah, I figured you might. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's another three. There we go. Six. And five. Eleven minus one, ten. Yep. All right. If you can free her, mm-hmm. um, 
and bandage the wounds and make a fire, then if she's going to recover from the poison, she's likely to. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of like just you know stepping very carefully, like slamming down, like looking for, you know carefully looking for traps. Uh, but I've overheard all of this because I'm very concerned about Astrid, and uh, and I kind of stop. Like, She's going to survive. She will survive if we leave her. We need to get those hooks out, and then we all need to take a moment and rest, especially her. Get those hooks out of her. We can make a fire. Once I've had at least an hour of sleep, I can go out hunting, maybe catch a rabbit, something to eat. We we can't keep chasing them right now as much as I want to go. Her life is more important. Grimstead, uh, an idea occurs to you after having examined the trap and, and feeling momentarily. Now that you've seen this blade and one of, you're noticing um, as as Krim uh, is slamming it into the icy ground uh it seems to have disproportionate impact on the ground based on the uh, apparent weightlessness with which he wields it yeah um with a tool like that you could probably cut through the frozen ground around the trap using it almost like a shovel and actually excavate the earth and then basically loosen the frozen soil and ice around it, something that normally wouldn't be possible. Um, and then... Rim, lend me the blade for a second. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, yep, we'll limp over. And, and you see me going over to uh, to Astrid, looking around the trap, and then shoving the sword into the dirt, and he's like... Boof, boof, boof. And after like a, a strange minute of me doing this, you see me dig my hands on the outside of her leg. And then <laughs> he reaches his hands in, you just shake his yeah. goddamn again. I, and I, then, I get my bandages out. Yeah. <laughs> and then slowly pulling out the, the like a massive amount of dirt that's around the trap. Right. And her leg. Oh. And you see the the boards uh actually fall away. Yep. Um and what's left is her leg with the, the stumps of the barbs mm-hmm. buried yeah. into her calf. Uh and then surrounding that um Kate's Blood cakes, uh, soil, and snow. Mm-hmm. All right. I can I can work with this. I can try to remove this right. now that we can see it. But we still need we still need a we need a uh, shelter and fire. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean the the path like we we're, we're it's basically relatively deep woods around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we can. There's definitely wood we can yeah, yeah. cut, and, and yeah, I, and, and I, mean, and I can. No survival will need it. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is, this yeah, is this is, yeah, exactly. This is this is basic. What we what would you do? Yeah. As it's a, as what a we do. Yeah. Where do you so, want to build the fire? No, rim. Yep. There's something more urgent than just building a fire. However, there are wolves that may be tracking us. We need additional fire to surround ourselves. All right. Can you take care of Astrid? And you, goddamn! I'm, I'm flicking Grimstad. Grimstad, you come with me. We need to gather wood, and I need somebody watching my back, just in case those wolves decide we look tasty. We all bled enough to get any animals in the area. <laughs> uh, worked up, yeah. Of course, we. I'm still wounded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right, and you, you have 
many hours of daylight in, in to, to do this. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. As particularly, um, Prem, you know, uh, predators like wolves and like most wildlife really. Yeah, they, they usually hunt at night. So, so we're, active. we should be mostly right. safe during the day, but I still want somebody watching Absolutely. my back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's not, it, it, it takes several hours, but you're without difficulty, you're able to collect the firewood you need yeah. and get uh, a fire going, uh, as well as perimeter fires so that you have better light and protection mm-hmm. come nightfall. Can I do, uh, sur- uh, well, I guess that would be also survival. Uh, just to see if I can, you know, if I catch a rabbit or something along those lines. Yep. Absolutely. Just, uh, we need, we need food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Three. Oh, damn it. Uh, I'm spending a Benny's. All right. We, we are already wounded and fatigued and yeah, no, another night passes need. and we yeah. don't eat. Yeah. So this is important. Ah, uh, fuck with my wound. That's still a three. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, shit. Really? Three bennies left. All right. I mean, it's either that or we're all at another minus one for the foreseeable future until we can rest yeah. and yeah. get food. Hunger's going to set Hunger's in. Hunger's going to set right. in. This, enough, is, this is important. Yeah, you're right. So one more Benny. Yep. And let's see. Um, Actually, wait. Would I? Do you have a power for this? Not really. I mean, will there You really could have... activate, uh, if you want to activate aim... You yeah, can but, add that oh, bonus. Quick question. Yeah. Sorry, what's the um, the all-seeing power that you activated? That was a farsight. It's yeah. mostly... It's, yeah, the technical effect is just allows me to see great distances. So reduces my, my penalties uh, for, for ranged attacks. I mean, that's, that sounds like it would be widely useful to see... That's what I was saying. Quarry. That or aim. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. want to activate those, you can yeah, add so that. It's, it's add already the, activated because it's, it's by the day, correct? Our, our powers, like once we activate them, no, no, but I got a yeah, so that was that was a failed activation. And had a blood curse. Yeah, yeah I had a, I, that was the far side. Right, that's right, why he's yeah, so right, scared. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, never so, mind. Yeah, so never mind. I forgot he's a fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I just spent the Benny anyway on 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 the roll itself. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I could just say I failed that roll. Now roll separately to activate the power. Yep. Once that, then. Roll yep. again, and I don't have to spend the Benny, yep. but I am taking the risk of, of a blood curse if I right. get I mean, it already happened once. What's the chance? What's <laughs> the chance? Well, that's <laughs> oh well, my I'm goodness, taking, he's gonna go yeah, for I'm, it. I'm yeah, taking right. my Benny back, yep. yeah, and gonna, gonna try that. All right. So I'm gonna activate my, uh, my power. Uh, that's Goodbye. just, that's same, the same dice as, uh, mm-hmm. 2d6. Uh, let's see. Oh, come on. Uh, two and two. So no, I fail at activating the power, mm-hmm. but. So do you want to re-roll with the Benny on the power or the roll itself? I think the Benny on the power would help better because the power yeah. then gives me a bonus. So, yeah, yeah like so that. if I was going to spend that Are Benny activating, anyway. Is this to activate Farsight or Aim? Um, I think Aim because okay. we're in the woods. Farsight really right. won't help me that yep, much. Yeah, that's true. But Aim definitely, like as soon as I spot any kind of movement, I can, I've got a much better yep. chance of hitting. So it makes cool. more sense. So reactivate. Come on, Dan. Yeah. I bet, I think I've made the most rolls in this game out of all of us, so yeah. it's, that's, it's about time. Yeah, it's about I'm time getting, I'm getting success. It doesn't help that those dice require you to check. Yeah, uh, two and two. I'm getting the Jesus. same roll every time. Alright. Uh, so all right. try your regular so roll. Just and... regular. One last roll for the, just the, the yep. hunting. Oh, uh, and a minus one. This is going well, guys. Yeah, well, guys, we've been getting beat up. So, if I try to survive, well, I like those dice aesthetically, but, I yeah. think you might need different Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that is a roll three on that one. Uh, 
they have been rolling well, but they've not won. Nope. Um, oh boy. We are going hungry tonight. Unless somebody, unless somebody else wants to hunt. All right, I, I, am, if... I am in no shape. The, the love of my life is, is badly wounded. I've been, I've been shocked by visions. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you've had I'm, a rough I'm had, I've had a rough day. Yeah. So no, uh, yeah, Brim is and, not and realistically. And I you guys drunk. would leave it to her. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. And, I haven't, and I haven't drank in at least a day. Right. Like, and in fact, you guys haven't had much water. Now, with a, with fires built, you can at least melt snow. Yeah, um, and, and get water. And, and Though yeah. it's difficult not having bowls and things mm-hmm. like that. But um, you're, you, you know, you can do it by finding a slightly concave rock. Yeah, skulls of our enemies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in the meantime, I got some new But <laughs> not very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still going to be relatively dehydrated. Um, and after several hours, in fact, late the following day, uh, I mean, it, the same day, it was that, that morning earlier, but it's, you know, six or seven hours later when a beleaguered, exhausted, dirty, yeah. and deeply demoralized, uh, Rim comes, comes back shaking his head and just looking, yeah. He, he looks sad. Sad rim is sad. Sad rim in snow. Yes. <laughs> so we're going hungry. All right. Uh, who's got, who's got leather armor? We can boil that in. <laughs> well, a, a fire, a, a ring of fire, will be fine enough. Uh, worst case scenario, I kill a wolf. Um, and then I eat it. Considering that they usually do not hunt alone, then yes, that is worst case scenario. Yeah. So two wolves. Or is it three? I have one more of these fancy die and a whole bunch of the other ones. Yeah. Point is, you guys you guys are out for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Had a good I, game. I do love the fancy die. Uh by the way, listeners, uh Dan is rolling the iron like the dwarf dice. Yeah, these are these are gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They're but beautiful. You cannot beautiful. read the numbers on them to save yes. your life. Not not from this angle. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean you have to speak dwarf. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> You have to read ru- runic. <laughs> yeah, God, it's like when you spent that money on those uh, uh, Klingon dice. I just don't understand. <laughs> Literally, I do not understand. You two right, are in rotation now. You two night, are the new dice. Night approaches again, um, and now you're left. And Astrid, um, and you've been able in the in the meantime to, uh, particularly now that you've had practice on uh, Grimstead, you. you you, uh, uh, Beldrum have spent, uh, have had plenty of time to very, very carefully and gingerly remove and bandage, um, with, you know, the remaining cloth, cloth that you have to, uh, uh, in fact, you probably have to cut linen either from, um, her other leg. Yeah, for, mm-hmm. from her other leg, yeah. uh, to, uh, uh, to bandage it. Um, but you're, you know, you have plenty of time to do it. Slowly and carefully. I do have the bear cloak. Well, if it, com- if it comes down to that, then we can use that. Yeah, you can also use that to keep it warm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's by far the warmest garment mm-hmm. that you all have. And, we, so and we're all soft. and we're all uh, god blooded, so cold doesn't affect us quite as badly. Yeah. She needs it more than we do. That's yep. true. Um, and confirming your suspicions, uh, Belder, uh given several hours in front of a healthy bonfire, some color returns to her, though she doesn't show other than a few groans and murmurs, she doesn't show any sign of coming back awake. Okay. So, uh, what we do is, um, what Beldrum does is uh, stacks some uh, piles of wood, like some trunks. Like, he'll hack away with the uh, 
super light sword if necessary, even if it's like bad wood not good for 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 uh, burning. He's going to create a kind of makeshift wall behind her, so the heat from the fire does not get whisked away by the tundra's like wings. Mm. That like all the heat is going onto her, That's, and she's yeah. basically being kind of slow roasted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that yeah, is... I mean you could you can easily take some uh, fell logs or mm-hmm. fell your own and sort of yeah, know, yeah. and, and then I'm gonna push up some uh, push up some snow. So that it like supports the logs on the back, mm-hmm. like away from the fire. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. So, there are a lot of tricks that you guys know. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. finding some good rocks to put in that get heat, you know, mm-hmm. sort of superheated and and then contain the heat. Yeah. Um, you're you're able to, yeah. you know, in mo- in modern parlance, mm-hmm. bring her core temperature back up. Yep, yep. right. Uh, and then he's going to uh, Belgrim is going to look towards uh Grimstead and, um, uh, and and and, and the respondent rim. Yeah. And so we need fires around us in order to be safe. All right. Well, I mean, that was part of the original plan, so yeah. I'm yeah. assuming we had enough wood to... Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need, like, a ring, but a perimeter, you know... Yeah, enough perimeter, perimeter to light, the, yeah. light the area yeah. and... Yeah. We're not highly going... unusual for wolves to enter, you yep. know, yeah. for any other predator. Yeah, we're not going full Johnny Cat. <laughs> a well-lit, right? <laughs> um, a well-lit area like yeah, that. We, we said that all that, and as soon as it's set up, Rim kind of plops down and goes, like, you set a watch. I need to rest. I'll take first watch. Yeah, I guess. Agreed. For, for for all that we've got done out of all of us, you guys spent some time in uh, debating fashion. Brim yeah. <laughs> was like hunting <laughs> and then running and then everything else we did together. So but Rim, I of, look fabulous. Yeah, out of all of us, Rim is, is he is done. He is done. He is demoralized. He, he saw, you know, horrible things. The, the, the current, uh, love of his, the, the love of his, uh, week. <laughs> else. I have a feeling Rim is one of those that just tends to fall in love uh, uh, on, uh, on a regular basis. Um, and uh, he is, yeah, he's like somebody take first watch. <laughs> and um, in in the silence that follows uh, and the crackling fires, multiple fires that you set up um, in, in in position alongside the the path. Um, the your options sort of lay themselves out for you shakily, uh, despite the the exhaustion, your wounds, um, the hardships of of the last couple of days, and everyone give me a smart roll. Well, that's a mistake. Yeah, that's not my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Last fancy die. Let's see how you behave. Oh, that's a four. I make it. Okay. Yeah, it's a four. Nope, that's a two for me. Plus, I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I rolled. Per- I rolled pretty well considering I'm asleep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Poor roll and coma. Yeah. Uh, for Grimstad and uh, Belgian, um, whatever, what, whatever poison or, or foul uh, substance has been used against uh, Astrid, it's certainly beyond any of your abilities. Uh, in fact. For someone so stricken, there's really only one place that people on Holland's land would go to seek help. The Eye. Are you thinking the same thing I am? I don't want to. But we have to. They will be upset if she is not direly wounded. But she is... Direly wounded. End of house healing. Yes. Not that the Eye engage in politicking. Mm -hmm. 
but they probably would like to see the island not devolve into civil war more than more than it always would, is. Yeah. <laughs> would it civil war be different from an eight this last few centuries of war? Uh in that it would be more civil. <laughs> I was that humor. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> and adding to the somewhat haunting idea of bringing Astrid to the ire uh, is the added information that the, the enemy Urknos warband seems to be headed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Grimstad. Yes. If the enemy are headed in the same direction as where we are going, and if, if, if foolishly, they are headed towards the ire, the, to, towards the mountain. When we get there, if, worst case scenario, if they are trying to march towards the mountain for whatever reason, we may have to sneak through enemy encampments, assuming we survive a night with no food and little water. That said, the end result is we speak to the ire. The ire. I, I don't know if you've interacted with them, but I have. They are a strange folk, a queer uh, peoples. I met them when I was very young, and yes, they are very peculiar. But in the end, we have no choice. We must save Astrid's life. Otherwise, comp- we may have our house may have complications with House Hindig in the future. We are not... Grimstead, we are not beholden to her and her house. We are not her keepers. She swore to defend us. And then she left. Grimstead, her people tried to lay waste to ours. They snuck in and destroyed what we had, by land and by sea. That doesn't matter. She fought with us. She bled with us. Past issues no longer matter in this case. If there's a chance we can save her, we're going to save her. And that is the end of the discussion. Also, Rim will totally shoot you. But he's asleep for this conversation. Oh, no, this is totally the part of the heist where one of them is (laughs) like, yo, we could take this money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And with the the prospect, certainly the discomforting prospect Mm -hmm. of going to the forge to seek help from the mystical but dangerous ire, each of you, even the sleeping... Prim can't mm-hmm. help but remember your first encounter mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. <sighs> and I think the Rim would take the first one. <laughs> okay, yeah, being asleep. And so, Rim, while the others speak, Rim is asleep. His exhaustion taking him over, his, uh, his run in with the blood curse, uh, leaving his mind, uh, reeling, and, uh, he is struck with dreams, uh, and memories mixing together, uh, leaving those, those memories 
jumbled and confused. And so in his dream, it is many years ago, and a child runs along through the woods. As he runs, the dream starts to fade again, and it shows that same child even smaller, a year prior to that moment. Children laugh and yell as they run along the shore of an icy lake, playing tag. The oldest is seven winters old, the youngest four. They reach their destination, a small outcropping of stone jutting several yards out into the mirror-still surface of the lake. The oldest runs out to the tip of the outcropping, picking up a smooth stone as he goes. Watch this, he tells the other children, and flings the stone out. They all watch as it skips, once, twice, six times, before sinking into the depths. The children cheer, impressed, and several more rush to join him, each skipping their stones across the water, trying to outdo one another. The youngest of them watches, eyes wide, until the oldest turns to him and smiles cruelly. What's the matter, Rim? <laughs> Scared of falling into the water? The oldest teases, and the others immediately join in, jeering and calling to the small child. The child steps forward, cheeks burning, as his little legs carry him to the edge. He's afraid. Afraid that the older children will push him into the lake. Afraid that he'll throw a stone and it'll sink without skipping even once, and they'll laugh at him. He hates it when they laugh at him. He picks up a stone and holds it in his small hand, and the others mock him, tease him, as he pulls his arm back. Then, they're gone. The child looks out over the water, and he is alone. The children jeer, and he does not hear them. He only hears the wind to the trees, the gentle lapping of the water at the shore, and he is at peace. His arm moves, his body follows. Fingers extend and loose the rock. It flies, curving gently until it hits the water and skips, again, and again, and again, until it's lost from sight in the mists of the lake's far shore. A moment later there's a dull thud as the stone strikes a tree. Then, once more, silence. The child returns to himself, but there's no jeering, no laughing. The silence in his mind now echoes from the children around him. The dream again fades. And it's today again. A child runs alone through the woods. He carries a leather sling and a small bag full of polished stones. His steps are light, the snow beneath his feet showing no trace of his tracks as he moves among the trees. A deer crosses before him, but does not notice him. His steps are silent, his breathing the whispering of the wind. The wind blows, and it's six months prior to that. Grip your blade tighter, son, the child's father says. His voice is strained. The child shows no interest in the sword. He shows no interest in the axe. And swing! Look at me, God damn you! The father shouts, his anger growing. But the child pays no heed. His eyes look past his father, past the blade that he wields, to the group of archers, far away, as they pull their bowstrings tight and loose arrow after arrow at distant targets. The child dreams. Today, once more, and a child runs alone through the woods. He is five winters old now, and he moves with the grace of the animals that make the woods their home. Somewhere, far away, his father's voice calls, angry again, but he doesn't care. 
He's reached the place where he's hidden his treasures. A long stick of yew, the perfect length, the perfect girth. A coil of fine rope stolen when no one was looking. A small knife meant to carve notches in the wood. The child smiles to himself. It's almost ready. Now he just needs the fat of a bear to rub into the wood to make it springy, make it strong. The other children all told him that bear fat is the best for a bow, and for young Rim, only the best will do. From afar he hears his father's voice, and his smile grows. He knows his father won't find him, not out here. Out here, Rim is home. He checks his pouch, counting the stones, and then sets off again. A child runs alone through the woods. He hunts for bear. The child rushes through branches, leaping above a batch, patch of bramble, scuttling beneath a bush heavy with snow. Time has moved. It is now. Behind him he hears the roar of a bear, enraged, as it crashes through the woods towards him. It reminds him of his father, and so he runs. His aim had been true. The bear had but one eye now, the other ruined by the child's thrown stone. It was not, however, dead. It was angry, and it chased the child with all the fury of its kind. The child bursts out into a clearing and stops looking around. His blood sings, his little heart beats faster and faster, and he is afraid. He does not know where to run, where to go, where to hide. He hesitates, and this costs him. The bear crashes through into the clearing and rises on its hind legs, bellowing its rage out into the cold air, where its breath rises a steam that seems to twist into runes long forgotten by any but the air themselves. Rim staggers back, his sling held ready, the stone in it so very heavy. Again the bear roars, steam rises, and blood drips from its ruined eye. The child can read his death in the runes written by that blood upon the snow, and the clearing is suddenly silent. Death, the steam runes say. Death, the blood runes shout. Death, the weight of the stone screams, and he lifts his arm, the sling spinning faster and faster. In silence, the bear crashes down to all four paws and runs at the child. Its jaw opens, and its teeth are runes as well. Death, they say. The stone flies. It flies past the knives of bone and sinks into the flesh behind them. Blood gushes, spills, flows. The bear crashes into the snow, skids like a stone on a lake, and comes to rest at the child's feet. Sound rushes back into the world, the last echoes of a bell that tolls across the woods, marking the passing of the great beast. The bell echoes, and then it is joined by a voice, the howl of a wolf that starts and is picked up by another, and another, a great howling that rises and rises, until it cuts off all at once. The child looks around, and finds himself no longer alone. Five figures step out into the clearing, each clad in robes of white that obscure their features. Each raises a hand, pointing it at the child. And as the child's father stumbles into the clearing, the air speak in one voice. The child is named. Woo! Wow! Yeah. Fuck off. Can we stop? All, <laughs> all the bennies. Holy shit. That was fantastic. I'm just going to yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Not bad for shit. while you're asleep. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, 
Oh, down the follow that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, young Easy? Give me a second. I'm re- no, I'm right. Re- okay. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to do my story, but uh, oh, Jesus Christ, what happened to my uh, fucking mic there? Um, I'd like to do my story, but uh, interpretive dance. Uh, the uh, last named did the whole thing for me. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna be my. Right, I got it. Okay. As uh, Rim has his wonderful memory, which was pretty epic, and I'm feeling bad right now. Okay, <laughs> right. with it, with travel to the Ire imminent. Grimstad chuckles to himself, memories of his first meeting with the strange woman entering his mind. And the image changed woozy into an image of a forest, and the sound of fists hitting flesh. Balin was exhausted. For the last few minutes, he had been trying to beat Bloody, a Lufgren boy he had found in the woods. The idiot of a probably eight winters had been playing on his own most likely imagining himself as a warrior fighting other clans in great wars. Balin's father had talked often of the Lufren clan. Fools, he had called them, believed themselves to be the descendants of creatures of myth. He often said that the only reason they weren't driven to the caves they belonged to is because of their skill and craftsmanship. This disdain for the clan carried on to his son, who wished to get rid of any stain to the, ho- to the honor of House Skyr. So when he encountered the boy in the woods, he thought it was a great chance to show the young Lufgren his place. The stupid boy didn't even try to fight. He stood his ground as Balin attacked, beating on the boy with fists and eventually a large stick. The boy simply stood in place, dodging blows to his head but mainly taking the hits. Balin soon grew frustrated, expecting the boy to fall to the ground or at least scream. But every blow only garnered a grunt, and every kick to the leg felt like hitting a tree. Eventually, Balin stopped. He was fifteen winters old, and had trained with his father for years to fight. He had faced off against the strongest warriors in his village. Still, he had never faced anyone who could take such a beating and continue to stand. Why won't you fall? Balin yelled at the boy, his frustration coding his voice. The young boy looked up at Balin, his face bruised but still defiant, and simply said, Because I needed to wait. For what? Balin said, confused. The boy's words the last thing he expected. For you to become tired, the boy answered casually. My legs are short, and I wouldn't be able to catch you if you ran. The boy's arrogance filled him with rage. As he raised his fist to strike him again, he saw something that stopped him cold. Around the boy, he suddenly saw the transparent shape of a bloody boar appear, the illusory creature's fur covered in blood, and its eyes burning with the promise of violence. As the boy began to smile and raise up his fists, Balin realized he may have made a horrible mistake. Sometime later, Grimstead arrived at the outer edge of his village, tired from dragging behind the unconscious older boy. He had hoped to finally drop him off at a wise woman and get some much-needed rest. When he saw the five women clad in white robes approaching from the village center, he knew his plans would have to change. Even though his father had told him to expect them, the sight of the ire still caused him some surprise. 
Their strange way of walking and their blank expressions gave them an almost otherworldly quality. Shaking off his shock, he dropped the older boy and prepared to meet the ire, thankful that if he is finally named God-Blooded, he might finally have a chance to play in the woods in peace. Nice! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I, you very much. I love that. I'm waiting. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean, are we giving like extra bennies to everybody? Because like, because writing something Thank is you. one thing, but to read it aloud is yep. another. And like, uh, text of like, you've got uh, the Benny pool to refill yours. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just want to make sure that we're not out of bennies somehow. Yep. All right. You know, we can just skip mine. <laughs> That's fine. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was uh, walking around one day, and then the air so kind of came up. And uh, <laughs> so, this, so this fucking guy, right? <laughs> so no shit there I was. Yo, there were these ladies, all right? <laughs> the wind was screaming like a starving infant. The sun, often a coward that hid behind the clouds, showed its face in a mockery, cold beams of golden light giving a harsh brightness to the frozen expanse. Ravens sat motionless in the skeleton of a tree watching. Soon, a voice caught on the wind, distant and garbled, words swallowed by the freezing gusts like minnows in the ma- in the maw of a whale. After a short while, the voice became distinct and was joined by others, a chorus of chatter both respectful and nervous. The crunch of snow preceded their arrival as one voice rose above the others, deep and hearty. The tenor of Ulrin Bearbreaker was one that commanded respect, but at this moment it was infected with a hint of doubt. It's an honor to see you, High Sears, on such a nice day, too. <laughs> Are you quite sure you're not here to see my son again? He has grown like an oak tree and is twice as strong. Perhaps you walk this way because no one has told you that it's going to the frozen shore. You are blind, after all. <laughs> Huh. Ulrin Bearbreaker walked quickly, flanked by a retinue of warriors with axes and shields. In front of them, cutting through the deep snow like a tip of a spear, walked the Ire, the blind seers of Halden's land, the speaker for the gods. They did not make any motion to answer Ulrin. They only kept walking, their eyes white and staring straight ahead as they navigated the path to the shore with eerie deafness. As they came over the hill's crest, the wind died to a low whisper, allowing the thrum of the waves on the shore to sing their song. Ulrin opened his mouth to speak, to explain to the ire that there was nothing worth noting here. But the blind seers raised their hand before he could utter a word. In unison, they pointed to a small, unremarkable hut on the beach. Moving like ghosts from a long-forgotten story, they approached and slowly opened the door. Inside, where streaks of sunlight cut through the many cracks in the walls, lay the crumpled body of a young boy soaked with seawater and shivering away what seemed to be the last remnants of his very life. His skin was a pallid blue, and the hair that clung to his face was frozen. With a rattle and a gasp, he jerked his head to regard the people in his doorway. Ulrin Bearbreaker regarded the scene with surprise, and then nodded with a grim determination and excused himself past the ire, kneeling at the boy's side. I'm sorry, lad, but the ire are here to give you your 
last rites. I'm sure it's because you're the last of your family line or some such. But don't take this honor lightly, he said. Besides, he continued, bowing down to whisper in the boy's ear, most of us have to die with honor for such a reward. You, child, spoke the first ire, pointing with willowy fingers to the boy. What is your name? Beldrum, said the boy. What do you seek? asked the second ire. The boy is mad, always has been, exclaimed Ulrin. He seeks to drown himself in the ocean. I only hope that your visit will ease his passing. The ire all regarded Baldrum with something resembling irritation. The silence that followed could have choked the world of all its air. Returning their gaze to Baldrum, the second ire spoke again. What do you see? Fine, where my father is, the boy replied. I see him in m my mind. There are places beyond the, the water where he lives and is waiting for me. Why do you yet live? inquired the ire. Because I have not succeeded, replied, replied the boy. He then lay there, shivering, but his eyes were burning coals. With grueling effort, he straightened up and locked his gaze onto the three seers. What, said the three ire in unison, is your name? The boy tried to speak, but no sound came. He then clutched at his throat and doubled over on the floor, eyes wide with fear. With a wretch and a heave, he should have broken his frail body, but he opened his mouth and spit forth a blood-covered eagle with bright golden eyes. It considered its audience, sliced the boy once across the face with its talon, and flew over the heads of the iron into the sky. The gaze of the ire on the boy was unbroken. Gold. Talon the boy said as he spat blood. I am Beldrin Gold Talon. Woo! So good. Nice. Oh, so good. All three of those. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Puking up eagles <laughs> and making a name. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have made me the happiest intern in the world. <laughs> Still waiting on that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Check your character sheet. <laughs> All right. And as those resonant uh, memories rise up along with the crackle of the fire at the prospect of this time going to the home of the Iyer instead of those five phantoms coming to you, we will bring this game to a close. Oh, all right! Yay. Oh, yay! That was dope. That was great. That was dope. Yep. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this Hellfrost episode, where the players came together, saved a life, and told wonderful stories. If you like this game, we have the games in other genres and systems you might enjoy, from fantasy to horror to sci-fi. 
So have blog posts, videos, and other stuff you might like. But if you really like us, only if you really like us, consider giving to our Patreon. With the money, we buy things like web hosting, games to try on the podcast, and epic Viking beards. If you don't have the cash, you're not inclined, which is fine. Consider talking to forums, give us reviews and services like iTunes, whatever you want to do to get the fan board out there. We would love to get more fans like you. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.